Yes. Hello, Bass Galaxy. Welcome. This is the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show, and I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Uh, tonight, we're uh, we're pretty excited around here. We're not going to kid you. Uh, we have the one and only blue grassin and bassin, oh Billy Strings, coming on the show tonight. Yes, yes, right away, out of the gates. So excited, Billy Strings. Yeah, bud, coming on the show tonight, Ginger Andrew Ellenberger, the Ginger Ninja over there. Give it up for him, Bass Galaxy. Good evening. We have worlds uniting tonight. Bluegrass Galaxy and the, the Bass Galaxy. So pretty excited about that. Pretty excited about that. Hey, I um, want to remind everybody, if you're just tuning in for the first time ever um, on StrayCast, uh, like and share the live Facebook feed. That's right. Like and share this live Facebook feed, and we're giving you two opportunities tonight to uh to win some cool stuff <laughs> if you're a bassin if you're a bassin person we got a bassin prize and if you're just uh an an all-round whatever uh and uh you're 21 or older we got a um a special tin cup whiskey fiesta prize tonight what do you think about that it's real easy it's real easy like and share the live Facebook feed. That's all you have to do is like and share the live Facebook feed. And uh, at the end of the uh, the broadcast, we're gonna we're gonna put you in uh, for the uh, for the deal here. So two two prizes. We have the tin cup whiskey and the Omnia fishing. Right, the Omnia fishing fifty dollar gift card. Yes, sir. Boom. And guess what? Also, with Omnia fishing tonight. America's favorite tackle guy. Isn't he quickly becoming America's favorite tackle guy? He sure is. That's Pistol Pete from Omnia Fishing coming on tonight, omniafishing.com. He's going to talk tackle, tantalizing tackle talk, and, uh, of course, he's giving away a $50 gift card. We're also giving away uh, the tin cup whiskey. Extravaganza pack. Compliments of Luke Foley and Tin Cup Whiskey. The word of the night tonight, by the way, uh, Tin Cup Whiskey word of the night. What do you want it to be, Ginge? Uh, bluegrass. Bluegrass. Why not? Nothing like bluegrass and Tin Cup Whiskey. In fact, I know uh, Tin Cup Whiskey was sponsoring a couple of the uh, festivals over there, I believe, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis over there. So uh, uh, the word of the night is bluegrass. When you hear the word bluegrass, uh, take a sip of, uh, of any beverage you choose, and we uh, ask you, please, uh, sip responsibly. Uh, moving it on down, chugling on down here. Oh, speaking of tin cup right now, uh, get the uh, Anum hat, trying to get the right angle there. Those are available uh, at the uh, tin cup apparel shop. What do you call that, Ginge? It's like a name for it. Tin cup something. It's where they sell the apparel on the tin cup. The merch deal. store. The merch store. That's it. That's how they say it in Chicago. The merch store where you get the bulls and bears stuff. Hey, 500 bears, we got a chance. That's what I'm saying. Hey, uh, get the Anum hats, tin cup whiskey while you can. Um, also, uh, Sims Clothing. Uh, thank you to Sims Clothing. Uh, um, I want to say I feel like a bass fishing Jedi every time. I'm, uh, you know, I like how you did that, James. Minea, in Sims Clothing. Don't you feel kind of Jedi-ish? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sims is kind of like the bass, official bass fishing clothing of bass and Jedis. Plain and simple. I like that. No other way to put it. 
Uh, no like other Han way to Solo. put it. Hey, congratulations to uh, Keith Carson yes. on winning the AOY and the NPFL. Pretty cool. Keith is an amazing uh, fisherman, fellow Crestliner teammate, Abu Garcia and Berkeley teammate as well. Congratulations uh, uh, to Keith Carson. Going to see those guys pretty soon. And, uh, oh, uh, by the way, um, we're having a big NPFL uh, extravaganza party special, Ginge, when you get back. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we're going to have a big old time. All, all kinds of winners and good stuff happening on there. Everything. Hey, uh, Ginge. Yes, sir. Every week here on Straight Cask, we've been uh, asking uh, the Bass Galaxy to pray for our buddy Aaron Martins, right? Yep. Yeah, the Furious Hog Snatcher. We all, got, we all know Aaron. Everybody knows all the Furious Hog Snatcher, and... Um, Aaron's out there fishing still. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's doing everything he can. I, I just want to say he always seems tired. So, uh, yeah. Oh, there's Z. What's Z doing? I'm the hog snatcher. He's the hog. There's Aaron. I'm the big hog snatcher. He's a big hog snatcher. Tell me who you are, man. I'm hogging snatching. <laughs> he's still hogging snatching. I talked to him the other day, and he caught a couple spots out at the Logan Martin with our buddy Gary. So, um, everybody, uh, uh, keep Aaron in your prayers. That's uh that's uh, what we ask. And good luck, uh, by the way, speaking of prayers, um, our buddy Chris Grow. Keep him in your prayers. He's out there at the Opens, Ginge. Where's the Opens at? The Smith Lake? At the Smith Lakes. Lewis Smith Lake? Lewis Smith Lake. Lewis uh, and Carpenter, oh, Smithville. Kids, cool kids say it. Uh, yes. Uh, Chris Grow. good luck over there uh, at the Opens. Uh, we've been following uh, your deal, and you said this is your... Your, uh, your chance at the Classic. And, uh, dude, it, we're it. praying for you. We want you to get in there, Chris Crow. Um, uh, congratulations. Oh, speaking of, Oh, it's swim jig season. <laughs> it's, what is going on, Jinch? Yeah. I, I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm so excited to, for breath. Billy Strings. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get everything in. We I really am. We couldn't tell. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> it's swim jig season. I got two things left. I'm, I'm on track, believe it or not. Uh, it's swim jig season, okay? And uh, Dan Brevarney makes an amaze sauce uh, swim jig, and I recommend the Andy Color. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> Ironically, the Andy Color. Also, hey, speaking of jigs, uh, congratulations to Seth Fighter and catching his PB on the Stealth Fighter jig. Yeah, yeah but his stud, signature dude. PB, Minnesota stud. Stud. Yeah. That's for sure. It was like seven pounds yeah, or something. Awesome his PB Minnesota. Not his PB ever, but his Minnesota one. All right, man. I think we got it all. All right. Boom. Let's put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back with the one and only Billy Strings. Peace. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. Nobody wants to run out of power when they're on the water. There is a better way. 
Introducing the Charge Marine Power Management Station from PowerPole that does the work of three devices, a traditional battery charger, a charge on the run, and an emergency start system. PowerPole Charge. Take pride in your boat, so it deserves the best protection possible. Our durable woven fabric prevents ripping and provides UV protection, and our tape seams provide protection against the elements. The heavy-duty shock cord hem and strap and buckle system provide a tight and secure fit. Our top-of-the-line boat covers come with a ventilation system to keep your boat free from mold buildup. Empire Covers, protecting what you love. The TH Marine Hydrowave H2 KVD Edition is a surefire way to ignite a feeding frenzy. The Hydrowave utilizes a sound emitting technology that imitates bait fish and other feeding fish below the surface that preys on the competitive nature of bass and other game fish to get you more bites. The Hydrowave is another way that TH Marine has you covered from transom to trolling motor. Welcome back, Bass Galaxy. To say uh, we are stoked would be an understatement. To bring to you the one and only proper bassin' and bluegrassin'. Bass Galaxy, give it up for the one and only Billy Strings. Yes! Hey, man. Heck yeah, Billy! How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing real good. How are you doing? That's that's uh, that's uh, like a crazy question, right? I'm doing actually really great. I, I, I can tell. I can tell you are, man. And uh, and 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 things are cool here too, man. I mean, and be, especially because you are joining us here on the glorified version of a Bass and Talk show. You know what I'm saying, bud? Absolutely. I wouldn't do it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of um, and I mean, like, like there's a lot of bass fishermen that may not know exactly who Billy Strings is. And oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. And yeah. there's a lot of bluegrass fans that don't know exactly who Billy Strings is as a person. OK, they know your music. They know, oh, yeah. I mean, you're a Grammy winner. Like, they know Billy Strings. They know you. But they might not know you as a person. And my goal tonight, Billy, is to bring all that together. Okay? Yeah. I want to bring it all together, bud. And Great. I just want to make this whole multiverse a happy place. Okay? <laughs> yeah it is a happy place it is man. yeah it is we in my in my galaxy it's always happy billy oh yeah in a, in other galaxies it's not but that's on them that's another story we'll get into that another time you know we'll get into that a, a whole other time but um dude like I, I i'm sure you've heard this before and you may or may not know who jerry mckinnis is and jerry mckinnis um is a was was a legend in bass fishing unfortunately he he's passed and jm associates films your buddy mark zona show 
Um, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, involved with the Bassmasters uh, as well. Um, but Jerry once told me at a Bassmaster Classic that everything happens for a reason, okay? And I think that this is happening for a reason right now. And this podcast? Yes, yes. This, you being on this podcast, 100% yeah. is happening for a reason. Now, there's going to be people out there, they're going to call me a lunatic. I don't give a shit. There's gonna, you might even <laughs> call me a lunatic, but here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Um, you and I are Eskimo brothers, okay? Do you? Uh, all right? And we, I, I got to, I mean, you don't know it until now, and I got to let it out of the bag. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad, Billy. You promise? <laughs> In what sense? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, uh, I, the, I was also with uh, the woman from the multiverse. So we're Eskimo brothers. And she showed me things as well. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Okay, are you following me now? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, okay, good. Now we're on the same, we're on the same plane. Yeah. Okay. Okay, are you sure? I was I was gonna say because man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you were, were you gonna high five me? Were you gonna be like, yeah, bud? Uh, yeah, pound it. Yeah. <laughs> but here's Good the deal. You, Pat. Thank you, thank you, Billy. Um, so here here's the deal. Um, and I'm being serious about this. Like 20 years ago, I met her. Okay, and um, she showed me different galaxies. Uh, she showed me the Bass Galaxy. And she showed me the music galaxy. And both of those places where bass fishing and music are my happy places. No one can bother me there. They're yeah. mine. They're mine. No matter what was going on ever in my life, those were my happy places. Okay, are you following me? Absolutely, yeah. All right. And I wanted in both of those galaxies. I wanted in her galaxies of that multiverse. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. she wouldn't let me in until I became aware. And what she told me was that you cannot enjoy success in life unless you are completely aware of oneself. Are you following? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's important to take care of yourself, you know. First, you can't take care of other people and everything around you if you can't take care of yourself. Exactly, Billy, exactly. And, and I was only allowed to pick one galaxy. And I talked to the angels and I talked to the demons. And they both they slapped me in the face and punched me in the jaw. And the safer place for me was the Basque Galaxy where I could carry oh, my man. message. And now here with you billy strings she guided me to you billy strings and she said get the truth from billy strings and here tonight we'll get the truth but the only way to get the truth is to hypnotize you are you ready to get hypnotized um yeah i've always wanted to try that yeah we're gonna do we we do this with bass fishing professionals often here on Holy the uh, shit. can you do it to the bass and Percy Priest? Yeah, <laughs> not to the, no one can control the bass, Billy. It's just <laughs> with the fishermen is that we hypnotize here, and uh, 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 so we're we're gonna. So you got. I I know you're you're cool with opening your mind. 
So mm -hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna hypnotize you, and I I'm gonna give you a choice. I'm gonna hypnotize you with a switchblade, okay? And uh, yeah, uh, and you could pick a uh, Chicago gangster switchblade, or you could pick uh, a Vietnam paratrooper switchblade, like the one the Joker used in the Batman movies. So it's okay. your choice. What would you rather have? I'm going with the gangster one. The because you're a gangster. Billy yeah. Strang's a bluegrass gangster. That's what I'm saying. All right, so here it is, right there. Can you see that? Hey, Ginge, what's his camera? That's Billy's camera right there, right? That's okay. nice, yeah. Yeah, thanks. This, is a, this was actually given to me as a gift. It's some kind of amazing bone, like a blonde bone handle. Don't uh, Google blonde bone. But the, uh, yeah, it's an amazing old uh, switchblade. So watch this switchblade, Billy. You ready, Ginge? Are you following it? Yes, sir. Following it. Now, Billy. We're going to also explore your parallels between bass fishing and music and bring it all together. The total truth. Now, Billy, when you hear the sound of the shotgun, it's going to snap you out and bring you back. And you're completely open-minded and ready to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Wait for the sound of the shotgun. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to the Stray Cash Show. I'm your host, Pat Relwick. Welcome, Billy Strings. Billy, welcome to the Stray Cash Show. How are you? Thank you. Yes. I'm feeling, I'm feeling honest today. You're making an honest man out of me. <laughs> I know this is completely ridiculous. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, seriously, I love it. thank you. I want to get to the root of this. Um, in I think in all our passions in life, Billy that they evoke all of our emotions agree or disagree yeah okay okay so, <laughs> simple statement and my passion is bass fishing and music okay uh, i have some other ones but we're talking about bass fishing and music tonight now right now and i know you shared those absolutely so, that's pretty much my two things i like there it is it keeps us out of trouble you know what i'm saying bill it certainly has <laughs> yeah so we're going to talk about joy. We're going to talk about sadness. We're going to talk about comfort. And we're going to talk about sexuality. All right? Sweet. And how that relates to both. Now, you're like, wait, bass fishing and sexuality, that's dumb. Like, But wait, you'll hear. You'll hear what I'm talking about. So oh, yeah. now, and we're talking about, we're talking about remembering how this started with us as individuals. Okay. Now, I ask you, what was, as a, as a child, Billy, what was the first joy that music brought you? What was the first joy that music brought you? You know, my dad would have some friends over and having a few beers and playing some music, you know, and like, I just, everybody would sit around and hang out and have a good ass time. And my dad was like playing the music. So I was like, you know, it. It was a good time. You okay. Know what I mean? Okay. And how old were you, Bill? Well, I mean, shit, that started when I was in the high chair, you know. <laughs> okay. Old. So you remember musical memories from your high chair? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we lived we lived in a trailer park over in Portland, Michigan, and uh, I remember like my dad used to pick with this dude named Gerald Brower a little bit, and he'd come over and they'd have a few beers and pick, and like I had this little toy guitar at that time little plastic thing and my dad gave me a pick and i'd sit there and try to you know scratch on that thing too 
and uh yeah man got my right hand going way back <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so i mean you experience joy in the high chair from music pretty cool and pretty vivid cool. memory as well how about fishing billy like what was your first joy from fishing tell me about that i mean my earliest memory i think is down by the maple river over there in in muir where i grew up my i had this little daffy duck pole <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah i, I trying, do <laughs> i was trying to fish with that it was blue and white you know a little click button kind of thing it's probably freaking two feet long and uh so trying to cast that but a few years later you know when i was actually a little bit big enough to use like a zebco 33 my dad tied on a frog for me and we'd go to this little farm pond. All right. Uh, you know, and I was, you know, probably five, six years old. And he just said, just bounce that frog around the lily pads. And, you know, <laughs> to me, it was like playing with the toy. It was like playing froggy, you know, boing, boing, boing. Heck yeah. And, and it was fun. It was like playing with a little toy and, you know, it's a little rubber frog, you know, I'm like with legs and everything. I'm like, cool. I was amused by it. And then when I started getting some blow ups, you know, I, I was like really yeah. into it. And I remember one time my dad caught like a giant bass out there. It was a freaking giant, and <laughs> you know, on a on a popper, too. And um, and so it was an intense kind of battle. It went under the boat and he's got his rod tip in the water and I'm going, holy smokes, you know, and and he got that sucker in the boat. And, and I remember that like he was so proud of it you know and just to be there with me and it was like it was a big deal you know because it was like we know there was no cell phones back then or whatever you and like right. take a picture of a fish it was just like it was just me and him that's the only people that have that memory and it was on his little uh bass tracker that he used to have you know and um and you got a bass tracker now yeah it's like <laughs> full circle man yeah you know that cool, little tin dude. boat you know that little tin boat. It's like a, it's like a Martin guitar, you know, or something. It's I like, like how a, you said that. Yes, yes. I'll tell you what else I like. How you talked about the little, the frog being like a toy, because, quite frankly, the allure of the tackle box is what got me into this deal initially. Like those were like toys, dude. You know what toy I mean? Toy box. Yeah. yeah. It's like I had Star Wars action figures and my grandpa's tackle box to mess with. You know what I mean? It yeah. Was, it was pretty cool. So. I get I get the allure there too. I get it the allure of the lure. That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, dude. I mean, yeah. but uh, yeah, joy. Joy is a good thing from music, and joy is a good thing from bass fishing. But oftentimes, in both of those, um, we find sadness. And oh yeah, and, and, sometimes. And, and, and yeah, I mean, well, they evoke. They, I mean, hey, dude. I mean, like, I was sad the other day on the water. I lost old Biggs, and I, it takes me a little bit, even as many times as, as I've been passing <laughs> in my life. But I still get a little bent out of shape and say things I don't like saying. Why sometimes. does that happen? I don't know. It's very emotional for us because they don't bite it right when it, <laughs> when they're. There you go, making like bass fishing, and well, they didn't bite it right, man, and then, <laughs> and then you know I couldn't. Then <laughs> smallmouth, you know, like I, they freaking go crazy, you know, like oh. it's hard to keep them on a crankbait. You know, they hate me first off. It, uh, yeah, yeah. The smallmouth are. I like how you're playing the sad music, Ginge, because you know smallmouth really are just straight up jagoffs. 
sometimes. And but but they that's what makes me tender them small mouths. <laughs> they, they can they can really uh, make some tender. they can really get to your emotions and make you blue. <laughs> but they do. They are hard to keep buttoned on a a, a crankbait. But if you're not throwing a um, I, I may recommend to you a composite or an S glass uh, type rod, Billy. If you ain't yeah, using that or it. I think I'm using one of them Dobin's rods for my crankbait rod. I'm pretty sure that's a glass rod. I'm not sure. Yeah, but... I think that's a composite. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they they got composites in their in their line too. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just sometimes they, they just man. Yeah, they're they're horrible. They're <laughs> but I love them. But they hate me. They a small mouth hate me. I'll tell you, they do. You know, I just um ended up getting this house like out near Percy priest lake and um it's it's gonna be so awesome to be like close to that lake because i'm you know i'm i'm like 20 or 30 minutes from there right now and i fish there quite a bit but i'm gonna be a lot closer so just like i'm looking forward to getting to know that lake even better you know i was out there this morning me and my gal went out there and she she got one on a shaky head nice and um uh, i caught a couple on a chatterbait which is that's my go-to. I know man. you I like know. winding that chatterbait. I don't bud. know why. Just, no, dude, like, it's good because it's good. It always catches them everywhere. I don't know, I know. dude. From from ice off around here in the north until the, the ice goes back on the lake, we catch them on a chatterbait, dude. You, you know, yeah. speed it up, slow it down. I Have started everyone using that. One of those, like, I think it's made by like Catch Company or. Those, you know, mystery tackle box folks. It's like the Yodo worm or something. Or something. Maybe, it, no, that's not what it's called. It's just a really wiggly tail, man. I mean, the blade. Oh, it's like a chatterbait? No, just the trailer. I mean, I started. Oh, the trailer. That. The trailer. It's you like got. the hog yeah. one. I got you. It's got the straight tail. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It makes that, that jackhammer go floop, fly, fly, floop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing hunts that thing everywhere. Works. That's called hunting like a hunt dog. Yeah. You know, I started you like know. a blue tick hound. <laughs> it is, man. It looks, it looks like a minnow in the water. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. It's, it's uh, like a bait fish. Chatter baits are amazing. And I like that you're, that you're not scared to throw a plug either. I see you winding that shad wrap or that wiggle ward. You like her, or the DTs. You like the DTs. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Like in the winter, you know, like this December and January. And Percy Priest, it's like a red DT6 is like what I'm throwing. The whole <laughs> Always time. tied on. Always yeah. tied on. Yeah. And so and it just bounces off them rocks perfectly. That sensation of just like feeling contact with the bottom, just even if I'm not catching fish, that's fun. You know I, what I, mean? I I agree. I like chunking and winding, bud. That's why yeah. I wind. I like I like the act of casting. I like feeling what's going on. I like throwing at targets. It's it can keep yeah. me. my mind is everywhere all the time. And yeah. um and man, it'll slow your ass down, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the beauty of fishing is it does that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. It, yeah. It will do that. Yeah, that's what fishing does for me. And it's yeah. and 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 I, and I love that. That's, that's me too, man. I'm the same thing. I'm always thinking about music. I'm always on tour. I'm always thinking about oh gosh, I got so much shit going on. And and a lot of times I'm on tour. I just got back from you know over over a month on the road. You know, playing yeah. shows everywhere. And um, you're a workhorse. Yeah, and so like when I get back, 
you know, when I'm on tour, I'm so social. I'm so out there giving so much of myself away, like to the crowd, to the, I'm, you know, I'm always doing interviews or this or that, or fucking, you know, sure. And, and, um, when I get home just to, you know, I mean, I'll get home from tour at like, you know, nine o'clock at night or whatever. And four 30 that next morning, I'm setting my alarm, you know, and I'm putting that boat in the water early, you know, and, and, and just being out there at sunrise alone, the solitude of that, you know, I, as soon as I got home from tour this time around, I went out, Percy was all foggy and, you know, this blue heron flew right over my boat and just like <laughs> That's perfect, super quiet right? out there. The water was yes. glass, you know, and started throwing a whopper plopper really early in the morning. Uh, you love just, it. You love it. I, man, it's so good for my soul. Don't you wish that every, I mean, obviously everybody that shares that common bond of Bassin with you loves that, but don't you wish that your, your whole bluegrass audience understood that feeling as well? Do you ever try and convey that to your audience during a show? No. <laughs> I mean, would, you, would it be so out of place? Would it just be awkward? Or would it? Yeah, I mean, I guess I try to like cram it down their throat a little bit. I've ri- I wrote a song called Bronze Back and I, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I play that, you know, I'm going fishing songs sometimes. And, you know, like I just be myself all the time. So I'll wear, sure. you know, fishing hats and shit on stage. Or like Matt's hat. And, you wear Matthew's hat. Dude, that hat made it into the New York Times. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Which is awesome. Freaking Matt. I, I didn't even tell Maddie that. But. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, we went out the other day and, and caught a few. Um, what a guy! Yeah, he Matt's awesome. That's my that's that's my illegitimate son. Uh, Matt. He's a yeah. he's a um and brother. Like a, he's my illegitimate son and brother. I don't know how it happened. Like he's more of a rock star than I am for <laughs> damn sure. He's the Kenny Powers of Bassin, dude. He he got out of a ticket like like it was no problem, dude. We got pulled over. <laughs> Uh, like on the way he's like man i can't believe it i got pulled over last week we got fucking pulled over it wasn't five minutes later man he was no problem man he just made a call and i that that shit was amazing you know and what's, what's also funny about today is um today is october 6th which is the one year anniversary of my run-in with the law on my way to dale hollow lake so this day last year, I woke up early and I picked up my friend Vince Herman from Leftover Salmon. Okay. Great, great band. Yeah, yeah. Leftover Salmon. And um, we're going to go to Dale Hollow to see if we can catch some smallies. And man, I wanted to make it to the boat ramp before the sun got out. You know what I mean? I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to be out there when the sun was coming up. So I was cruising a little bit, you know, and I was hitting my little... Uh, my little largemouth glass, you can see. <laughs> yes, <laughs> largemouth glassy. Yes, and uh, <laughs> and uh, God dang it! If no treble hooks on that one. No, sir. But <laughs> Officer Looper, the Tennessee Trooper, he got behind me and he slowed our roll a little bit, <laughs> you know. But luckily, he was into catch and release, you know. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, old Looper let you go. Caught him a big and then he let him go. Yeah, he bud. Did. You know, and the funniest thing about it is I think he thought Vince Herman was my dad. 
figures, man, this is a father and son. They're going out fishing, you know, and we're smelling like weed or whatever. And you said it's only but, bluegrass, uh, sir. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, he he let us go. We well, happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I'm that glad you're good. free, Billy. It was a good day. Yeah, I'm glad it, you're free, bud. It was a great day. It was like, you know, putting the boat in that day was one of the best days ever. I was like, just making it to the boat ramp. Because you like, could have just called Matt if you'd have known Matt back then. We could have just, Matt, <laughs> Matt could have called somebody and yeah, yeah, got right. you out of that <laughs> shit right away. You know, no that problem. Works. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so baller, though. Like, man, was, <laughs> that sounds it man. was incredible. Great, crazy stuff happens. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Hey, all right, let's, yeah. get, uh, let's get back on track here. And uh, and I, I uh, we know how small mouth make us sad in bassing, and large mouth too. We lose a fish, we can't figure them out. You were giving me, you were giving me classic bassing excuses already. Well, they don't eat it right. Da 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 da. Whatever. Yeah. Now let's talk about some. I need to talk about a memory of sadness that music may bring to you. You know what I mean? Whether it's like. You know, maybe it's getting pulled over. <laughs> that song was on. Or whatever, you know, I mean, like a me- anything, a memory of sadness from music, that emotion. I mean, if you listen to this song by Dave Evans called uh, One Loaf of Bread, that's sad, you know, and that that's a song that really kind of triggers me in a way because you know there was times during my childhood where the party got to be a little too much and maybe like my folks were drifting a little bit and man that song is about about that but you know the music is like bluegrass music is lonesome anyways man i mean it's it's supposed to be i think that's a big part of it is the lonesome side of it i see i see your point and, a lot um, of country music in general. I mean, if you talk about the parallels there with bluegrass and country, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lonely highway, bud. And so, you know, sometimes the music gives me like deja vu back to my childhood when it was all good and everything was great. But sometimes it also reminds me of like some pretty lonesome times where you know uh, times were thin. And, Does that um, help writing? Does that ever help your your writing? skills when that happens does that evoke your writing skills yeah i mean i i think i used all of that stuff for inspiration to write uh for sure but you know just hearing some old bill monroe song or something <laughs> might just make me think of my dad you know or make me think of my folks and me when i was a little kid you know and just like you know damn it's just Sometimes you're just sad that you grew up, you know, like remember being a little kid, like, yeah, I do you'll never, yeah. you'll never have that again, dude. It's there was, like, ze- there was zero yeah. worries, but you know what? It happens again, Billy. I'm there again now. I honestly don't have any worries. It happens. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like a yeah. kid again every day. So it's pretty. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way to live, man, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, if I, you can't, you know, stop and just like notice a freaking ladybug and be like, whoa, and just like stare at it for a few seconds and then. You know, I think you need to slow down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, exactly. And uh, like, uh, like Ferris Bueller says, you ever see Ferris Bueller? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like slow down and say, slow down and and what does he say, Ginge? Ferris Bueller? I don't know. Slow down and <laughs> something. 
Said, <laughs> slow down. All I know is I was on this Southwest flight and this, you know how they talk to you. Okay, everybody sit in your seatbelts and shit. And this guy was like, Bueller, Bueller. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and I was just like, I was like super annoyed. <laughs> like, <I was laughs> Stop saying Bueller. You'll like, like the movie. You watch it sometime. It's good. Yeah, it's, it, I got to watch it. It's good, but, man. Yeah. Hey, um, we talked, uh, I mean, obviously this is leading up to the fact that both of these passions, um, music and fishing, bring you comfort, right? Like 100% comfort. You, you, talk, oh, yeah. you, you talked about it like, boom, throwing the lake in, the early dawn, winding. Yeah, dude, it's so good. The whopper just... plopper. You know, I mean, that sound. Or what's your comfort music? Billy, like, what's a comfort music memory? I mean, it's see, those are pretty tight and close because of how lonesome bluegrass is. But I mean, it's still just probably picking with my dad. You know, um, we I grew up in Muir, and a couple miles away was this little place called Barkus Park, and it was right on Stony Creek, uh, which you know ran into the maple river okay and um so we'd go over there and the owner of this land it was like a kind of a campground is meet me at the creek about that maple river it is awesome yeah. okay awesome sorry to interrupt and, you and um you know but stony creek was a you know a place where this guy brad lasco owned the property and he was like my uncle brad you know i called him uncle brad he and he was a banjo picker nice and he um him and my dad were real good friends and they sounded great together playing music man and we'd go down there and sit by the fire and play music all night you know and and just right on the banks of the creek you know and have a fire and that was a big portion of my childhood and that was, you know, like before anything got bad, you know, before when I had no worries in the world or whatever, you know, it was life was good back then. And um, man, it was just a beautiful time, you know, and there was fish in there, too, man. The salmon would run every every year and um, we'd spear them. And, you know, and, and it was totally illegal, but that's what everybody was doing. There was there was this other fella who, you know, he'd shoot him with the bow and and reel him in. Right, right, right. That dude's name was Doug Fisher, oddly enough. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> Old Doug Fisher. Yeah. The bow slinger. That, that was crazy, man. He, you know, it was crazy thinking about how, you know, in a little bit deeper water, if you see him, like there's a, a light refraction and you have to like probably lead it a little bit up or down and, you know, and to really hit the fish where you want to. And yeah, it's skill, that, man, that bow fishing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I I don't think I could do it. Man. You know, and in and, and one time I got one, man, I was probably 11 years old or so, 10 or 11 years old. And, and I had this big old spear and I'm standing in the creek and I see this big shadow up there. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a big one. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and my brother just runs right off the bank and jumps in the water and scares that fish right between my legs and i speared it right as it was running through my careful, legs and careful it, oh yeah and it kept going and i had to i was running backwards with this fish between my legs in the water you know and eventually you know lifted it up out of there and got it up out of the bank on the bank and it was i mean it was giant and 
And uh, my folks came down and was awful proud of me. And we smoked that fish right there on that bank and had a little party and played music all night. I remember my Uncle Johnny B got real hammered that night. It was hilarious. But <laughs> but, I, but I provided the food, you know. It was yeah. like I was the one. I caught the fish for the whole party. You Billy know? the was, warrior. Yeah, there was a big, you know. The little freaking, Indian chief speared the giant salmon and fed the tribe. Yeah, man. It was yeah. badass. And I, I felt, like, proud of that. And, you know, and we sat there and played music all night. You always so, yeah, played that. music. Like, when did you when did you start? Your, I heard your aunt got you into, into the whole... Or, or or didn't she she labeled you Billy Strings or something right? But that was yeah, I mean that was early, man. How when did you pick that? Like when could you play a song? Are you, like from the crib? It sounds like yeah. I mean when I was like three, like I said, when we lived at that trailer park, I uh I had that little plastic guitar, and that was when I was about three years old. And we moved over to Muir, and uh. And I remember it was about that time when I uh, probably four years old when I got my first actual guitar that had like steel strings on it. Yeah. Four? And this is four years old, you said? Yeah. Okay. Four years old. And I, we were walking through this antique store and we turned this corner and the light was shining down on it. And it was just like epic, you know? And <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I threw it. Sounds a like a movie, bud. It's awesome. I, I threw a fit, man. I kicked and stre- I kicked and screamed on the floor because you know I asked for, Dad, can I have that guitar? And you know, I don't have the money, son. You know, like you just, sure. you know, zip it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I need it. You know, and, yeah, we all do that as kids. Yeah, and I freaking need it. I can't leave here without it. It's the perfect guitar. I promise, I'll learn how to play it. You know, and um, the little old lady that ran the antique store was like, well, how much do you got? You know, he really wants it. And uh, my dad, you know, just spent his last little 35 bucks or whatever he had on that guitar, man. And I brought it home and he taught me G, C, and D and gave me a capo. That's awesome. And it wasn't long before I could play, you know, Salt Creek and Beaumont Rag and Long Journey Home was a big one back then. Um I don't know why, you know, kids always love that song. But a two dollar bill, <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, dude? That's amazing, yeah. And you're four playing that. Like, well, I was probably six or seven by the time. Oh, I was oh that's doing. a uh, never mind. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, six or seven, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I was probably six <laughs> or seven by the time I could, I could play those tunes, you know, and keep up. But that's the thing, I was just the whole time, I was just trying to keep up and learning by ear. and there's pictures of like little me and I'm just staring at my dad's hands, you know, at these parties and, and they were just like cool parties, man. Everybody's just sitting around <laughs> a fire drinking beers and, and picking. And like I said, my dad was bringing all the joy to the party and, and it was awesome. And so when I was little, I just wanted to be just like him, you know? And I mean, I still do. He's, sure. he's freaking badass, you our know, dads but like, our heroes, but, but yeah, man, I mean, he wore Levi's. I wore Levi's, you know, if he wore a ball cap, <laughs> I wore a ball cap and he was a guitar picking son of a bitch. So like, 
that's what I wanted to do. You know, even uh-huh. in kindergarten, I knew that, that I wanted to be like a bluegrass musician, you know, that's so uh, like, I, it seems so odd, like in, in, in no disrespect by that, but the odd part of it is, is most like kids when they pick up a guitar, they want to be rock stars. They, they want to be rock stars or they want to be country stars. Well, you to know, me, or, to me, bluegrass musicians were the rock stars. I get like, that. I see that. I see that. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Like, dude, I went to like Charlotte Bluegrass Festival one time when I was like, uh, I don't know, real young, three or four, you know, before I played anything. But I freaking saw these dudes with big suits and ties and big cowboy hats and nice boots and gold plated banjos. And they were fucking, <laughs> you know, like when they walked through the crowd, man, it was like a knife through butter. It was just like, I like holy it. shit. Like a stepping these, razor. Boom. Man, these guys are fucking badass, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. And then they get on stage and they're just freaking. <laughs> you know, just ripping that shit. And I'm just like, holy shit. It was probably like the equivalent of the kid little kids seeing a fire truck or a policeman or something saying, wow, I want to be a firefighter when I grow up or something. It was like, I want to do that. It floored you, know you I mean? dude. It floored you. It fucking knocked me on my ass. And um, yeah, I was so excited, man. And, and, and ever since then, you know, I, I, I listened to bluegrass and I, I, I wanted to learn about Bill Monroe and Doc Watson and Flatt and Scruggs and, and all these, you know, Ralph Stanley and, and Carter Stanley and all these folks, Mac Wiseman, Larry Sparks, Jimmy Martin, people like that. And um, those were my heroes, Del McCurry, David Grisman. Doc Watson was the biggest, though. He definitely was the main influence, you know, him and my dad, obviously. But my dad played those a lot old of Doc Deep Watson. River Blues, man, Doc Watson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I was raised on that. You know, that's what I cut my teeth on. And later on came the rock star stuff. Which is also, you know, I, I think plays a part. When I was in about sixth grade, sixth and seventh grade, I would have had real long hair walking around with round freaking John Lennon sunglasses. <laughs> and like, I can you know see you I mean? doing that. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, you know, like peace sign patches sewed on my freaking camo. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I and, and like I was walking around with like a Janis Joplin, duck, you know, like biography in the back, in my back pocket. <laughs> sure. And, and I read about her and I read about Kurt Cobain and Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix and, and all, you know, uh, Muddy Waters and, and, and James Brown and, and, and all these larger than life cats. You Have know? you ever re- read No One Here Gets Out Alive about Jim Morrison? No. Billy, please read that, okay? Yeah. If, 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 yeah, if, but. Read it. But, but like, anyway, sorry, keep going. Those people tripped me out and I, you know, like, I grew up playing bluegrass around a bonfire at Stony Creek. I'm never going to be a rock star. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I, that's what I thought, you know, when I was in middle school or whatever. And, and I was almost embarrassed to tell people that I played bluegrass in a way. It was just like something that I did with my dad. That's how I felt about bass fishing. Cause everybody like, that's not cool, you know? And yeah, I, like, I kind of got into music to get laid because I really w- didn't get laid bass fishing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever, yeah probably, probably not. <laughs> you don't want our groupies, Billy. Don't worry. The, uh... <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, but I mean, uh, 
dude, early age, bluegrass, kicked you in the face. Pretty cool. That's very, very unique. That's very unique. You're a, a, a prodigy, an anomaly, as they might say. Uh, in this I don't day know, man. To me, it was just, it's just the way it was, man. And and and, you know, I feel really lucky to have been exposed to that true music, you know, growing up. And and I wasn't all, you know, kind of listening to whatever's on the radio and shit. I mean, like I was really kind of proud to. Um, you know, like when that old brother where art thou movie came out. And yeah. Like, you know, that man of constant sorrow song that was on there that Dan Tominsky sang for George Clooney or whatever. Like, um, you know, like everybody started hearing that song. Like, this is a badass song. And I was just like, man, I've known this song for years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, got, <laughs> you guys are just now getting into this song, you know, like, what the fuck? Well, don't forget at seven, you had John Lennon uh, stuff on, too. So you were way advanced, bud. Way advanced. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that was middle school. I went through these phases, man. I swear it was like, you know, bluegrass growing up. And then by the time I got a little older, my dad taught, started teaching me about Black Sabbath. And, and you know, oh, he gosh. got me a little, a little pig nose amp and a little red Stratocaster. And I started learning how to bend the strings. So like Tony Iommi was freaking you out. Like that was like, you were all big time. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I was like, and Ozzy's vocals then, bud, think about Ozzy's vocals back then. Oh man. They terrified me. Yeah. It was, it was, I was traumatized. It was like watching the Wolfman or something, but I couldn't look away. Thank you. you. Good analogy. Um, Like Lon Chaney Jr. With Tony Iommi. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, but he turned me on to so much cool music, and my mom did as well. You know, they're just old music heads that are, you know, they That's love. Where I got it. They love good music, man. Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. And, and, and records, man. Like I just remember just going through my pops' records, like. That was just I could get lost forever, and nobody could bother yeah. me. And I was just going through records, but man, it it was like I'd go to like middle school and shit, and I'd be talking to my teachers about music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, dude, I had this one teacher who was a like everybody thought he was a dick. Every everybody was like, oh, dude, we ho- you I hope you don't get this guy. You know what I mean? And then I got him, and I was like, oh, dang, like. I'm already the worst student in the school. And, and, and like my brother, <laughs> my big brother, who was there two years ahead of me already like, oh, you're a, you're Aaron's little brother. Like, I already know how you're going to be like, you know, what I mean? Uh-oh. Like, but dude, I walked in and this teacher was like, hey, come back here, you know, and I was like, what's up? And he's just like, what's up with that? You know, Jim Morrison shit you're wearing. And he's like, what do you know about Jim Morrison and stuff? And I, we, we started talking. <laughs> what do you know about the we, Lizard King kid? Yeah, yeah, we started talking, man, and, and, and I, I became, like, his best friend, and, you know, that guy, I was going through a really rough time at Mr. that time, Hand. too. He, he was, uh, like, instead of just kicking me out and sending me to the principal's office, he'd pull me out in the hall and say, hey, man, what's going on, bro? Like, you know, you all right? Like, is everything cool, you know? Instead of just being like, go to the principal's office, because this is, like, the third time this week you're being a dumbass. Nice. You know, it like, took a minute and uh, made sure. Yeah, that's good. You related to like everybody else thought he was a douche. Yet, uh, yeah, yeah, but this yeah, guy. I thought he was one of the. You know, I wrote him a letter one day and did sent you? him a CD. Yeah, I sure did. It's freaking awesome. Cause I appreciate that stuff, man. I there's a few teachers that 
I tell you what, dude, I was going through some stuff back then. My folks were pretty lost on, uh, you know, some shit. And, and my house kind of turned into like a tweaker pad. And I was kind of just like homeless for a while, kind of bouncing around couch surfing and stuff. And How, getting how old are to... you now, Billy? What do you, What age is this? Middle school? The end of middle school and throughout high school, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I'm with you. Um, so, you know, that shit all happened, but I, I just kind of bounced around and, um, you know, and that's when I started getting into like metal bands and shit like that. You know, I mean, all that, <laughs> okay. the Black Sabbath and Hendrix and stuff like that, Led Zeppelin and stuff, that turned into more of. I started playing more electric, and then. Um, Bluegrass became almost sort of, like I said, like I didn't want to like go around telling everybody I played bluegrass and I really wanted to play music with people that were my age, man. Everybody I was picking with was like, you know, 50 years old or some shit. And I was like a young 13 year old kid or whatever. I could see that. And, and so like in school, the only music that was really going on was this heavy metal stuff. And I went to a concert once and I hated it. I, it was terrible. Just didn't I like the just, energy of the concert. I just couldn't see it. It wasn't music to me. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kind of metal. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, you did like, that pretty good, just, actually. And I was just like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, this sucks, you know? Sure. You weren't vibing with it at all. No, not at all. And then I tried it again and I went back and then there was this band that was like, well, wait a minute. These guys, they don't always scream. Sometimes they sing too. And I can get down with that. Those little parts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're you know? going to compromise now, right, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude. And it, I started sort of easing my way into it. And then all of a sudden I just loved you know, my favorite band is Dying Fetus. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, like Umbilical cord slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just was, I went straight to death metal. You know? <laughs> you weren't messing around. No, and, and it so did you play really, in bands like or did or yeah. you so you played in metal bands? Yeah, for sure. Wow, but, and you were a guitar player? I was. I've always okay. been a lead guitar. I've always been a, like a lead guitar player, you know. And, gotcha. Um, and so, is it, do you play I'm, every instrument, Billy? No, I play whatever I got my hands on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> do you play? Um, so you play any stringed instrument? I play guitar mostly. I wouldn't claim to be any banjo, mandolin player you know what i mean i couldn't take a banjo and get into any serious jam um i mean like if it you was like pick a any of them jam. up and play them though right oh yeah yeah i mean you're a guitar player we know that you're you're probably one of the best guard guitar players in the multiverse i mean let's be real about this i know it's probably weird to hear that sometimes but you, you can pick up any instrument yeah. right any instrument and kind of, could you sit down at a piano and play a few chords or, or, or noodle around can, a little? Yeah, I can pluck around a little bit, but I can't really, you know. I mean, I could play a few things that I've sort of have worked up, you know, but I can't sit there and improvise on a piano. I, I, I mean, I'm the I mean, I, 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 I can way. to a point, but I couldn't. 
it wouldn't be any good if I was in a, you know, like I said, in, in a jam gotcha. or something. And somebody said, okay, you take a solo on the piano. It would, oh, fuck. It wouldn't be any good. You know, but <laughs> the I, guitar is your comfort place. Yeah. Depending on what it is, though, I can on the banjo and the mandolin, you know. Sure. Um, I've heard you play. The, you know. Uh, so could you sit down on the piano and sing a song? Play a yeah. song? I don't, I can't see the piano like that as far as like the chords go and stuff. Even if it was like a one, four, five kind of easy, you know, G, C, and D sort of song. Um, uh, you can't see not. the piano like that. What does that I mean? I can't see it. I can't. It's all laid out horizontally. It doesn't make sense to me. My shit's on six strings. You know, it's got <laughs> six layers of stuff to. You know, I don't, it's not just every single note laid out on the table in in a row. You know, there's I, like I see. There's yeah, there's it makes a, sense to me now. Thank you for explaining yeah. that. Yeah, there's a ladder here, and I can climb up and down the ladder and put stuff in little windows here and there instead of just like one story building where there's windows all down the freaking front of the building, you know, or whatever. It's like I, I got like more of a a lateral thing going. Yeah, I I, I get yeah. that. It makes perfect sense to me. A absolutely. Yeah. And then you'll get somebody who's a piano player and they'll say the same thing. Everything's in front of me. It's so easy. What do you mean? You know, it's the the same way. You, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know what it is to me? I think on the bass notes on the piano, you know, like... <laughs> if, you were to do, if you were to do that on the piano, it would be like, to the right and to the left and to the right and to the left. And to me, it's the bottom and then the top or the bottom and then the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I, I like the latter analogy too. Very good, Bill. Yeah, so, and I, and I guess that's the way I think about music. If it's low, it's down low near the floor. If it's high, <laughs> it's up top, you know? I, I got you. I'm learning things. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah. I like learning that. I'm, I'm telling you, man. It's, but it's also confusing as shit because when you talk about the strings on the instrument, you actually like the strings that are on the bottom of the banjo would actually be the top strings because they're actually the high ones or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That shit's confusing. But to you, <laughs> but to you, it's it's laid out on the ladder. So, you know where it's at. Yeah. The bottom high strings. Yeah. The bottom rings Dude. of the ladder. You know what I thought would be sick is if we like try to take old bluegrass songs and just make up different lyrics to them. Like, you know, you could be like, uh, uh, I saw the light, I saw the light, no more darkness, no more night. You could take that, but you could be like, oh, I got a bite. I got a bite, no more darkness, no more night. It was you know. a begging, oh yeah, praise exactly. the Lord, I got a bite like that. Yeah, That's dude, saying, exactly. Bro. I like it, I like it. So yeah. what, I mean, <laughs> we'll have to get together on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I, I'm gonna, we're going to keep moving along. I'm having a good time. Are you, you having a good time, Billy? Hell yeah, dude! I'm just chilling. Yeah, it's me, <laughs> me too, man. It's uh, it's uh, it's bluegrass fiesta on Straycast tonight, right? Bluegrass fiesta. Hey, uh, music is sexual. 
bass fishing is non-sexual. And here's music why should be sexual. Yes, music 100% should be sexual. I like the old blues musicians said Billy that music starts in the brain, goes to your toes and leaves your crotch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Now, bass fishing playing up just kicks us in the crotch. That's the non-sexualness of bass, and they win so often, the bass. So we're, that's, mm -hmm. we're leaving that out. But, like, how important to – and this might seem as a weird question, but to me growing up, music was very important um, to, to me uh, uh, sexually. On dates, you know, um, during the actual act, the – music itself <laughs> you know set the mood or, yeah, or, yeah. or, or ruin the mood you know oh sorry darling sorry honey <laughs> i didn't know she didn't like that but um you know i mean tell me about it like i remember being a young child and like just like i was like yeah music is sexual it's freaking sexual well, you know what's freaking sexual is like Mick Jagger and like James Brown and freaking, you know, that kind of stuff where, yeah. where, you know, but like what I really can't stand nowadays is just the music that's just like, it doesn't even try to even have a metaphor at all. Like, like WAP. <laughs> yeah i mean it's just <laughs> like Cardi it's just like um tr just try to be a, even a little bit artistic you know like you. even saying even like those old blues cats you were talking about you know squeeze my lemon till the juice runs down my leg thank you that's that's at least a a metaphor yeah it's it's at least kind of poetry in a way, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's on the tongue and it's freaking blatant, but it's, <laughs> a, it's not, at least you're trying to write something that has some sort of poetic energy. <laughs> the innuendo is the magic of the sexual energy of music. Yeah. Yeah. It's like to do it in a way that is, kind of sly i think is important for sure yeah like uh what what's the what's the old uh what's uh, uh <laughs> the, the what's the song uh uh my gal she's a good old gal walks around like a waterfowl that's uh <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is that's, deep river blues. That's part of deep river. That's right. That's part of deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not sexual. Absolutely. But you gotta ask yourself why she's walking like a waterfowl. That's the question. <laughs> that's the that's the innuendo, my friend. That's the innuendo, my friend. But, the, but <laughs> I never even thought about that. I've been listening to that song since I was five years old. You just ruined it for me. <laughs> Uh, it's the truth, bud. <laughs> oh my God, I never read that far into it, man. Hey, Doc, Watson, dude. Doc, Doc Watson. Watson's so pure, you know. I know oh, he's a he player. Would... Don't fool yourself. You know, oh, old Doc. you know it too. <laughs> Your he old Doc a... was on that tail, you know what dude. I'm saying? <laughs> dude, he was a player for sure. Bro. Oh he was a yeah, old Billy Monroe too. Come on. You know. No, he actually was though. I think Doc was—he loved Rosalie, and all he cared about was her. But but Bill Monroe, he was there. Was you know, he used his fame. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. His yeah. choice. His choice. His decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what about Billy Strings? When did you feel it? When did you feel the sexuality of music? Um. Yeah, I think like you know, just seeing those those kind of big acts like that. People like Mick Jagger, or people like you know, even Elvis Presley. You know, back yeah, in the day, yeah. like that was that was you know. And think about that. I mean, think about how. Oh, it was only like back in the fifties that people were completely tripping. Absolutely, about, like about Elvis on Ed Sullivan. Yeah, about him shaking his hips a little bit and kind about of about Morrison unzipping his pants and putting his fingers out like a penis. People, he got arrested for that. Yeah, that sucks. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's just I don't know. It wasn't really that long ago, and now all you. You just turn on TV and all it is is sex, you know? Exactly. You you couldn't say certain... When I was a kid on TV, you couldn't even think of saying a word. Now things are yeah. just normal, bud. It's really it's really odd, you know? And maybe it's a good thing, you know? You know, maybe it, maybe if it's not so sacred and, and, you know, you want me to do something, tell me I can't or I'm not supposed to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I sure do. I sure do know what you you mean. mean, That is exactly what I'm going to fucking do. Use that reverse psychology on me if you need something done, son. You know, screw it. (laughs) Boobs are are cool. You know, and I'm, oh yeah, okay, so I know exactly what this is. The first time I saw, like, a pair of boobs was when I was, like, I was, like, 10 or 11 and i had my little pig nose amp and i was up at the amico gas station i was busking up there you're the man yeah i had i fuck yeah i was the man dude i had a little leather fedora hat that was tipped upside down I like for your tips. style billy strings like and um and so this blue little s10 truck pulls up right in front of me and about 10 freaking teenagers roll out of this thing and smoke's rolling out it was like a clown car. I couldn't believe how many people, <laughs> you know. And this chick comes up. Wow, man, check this little cat out, you know. And and, and she's like, man, if you sh- can play one song by Jimi Hendrix, I'll show you my tits right now. And I was wow, like. That's a deal. I was like, what song? Like, I, Hey Joe, All Along the Watchtower, Manic Depressions. I got Lover Confusion. I got, you know, I was like, what, like. And I Dolly did. Dagger. What do you want? Like you're, uh, I got it for you, darling. Because that was my specialty at the time. I was playing Stratocaster. It, oh, that was my jam. I was yeah. learning how to play Voodoo Child at that time. Can you play you know Hendrix I mean? on the banjo right now? Just something for me. I love it. <laughs> no, I can't play on the banjo. <laughs> well, I to the mountain i like it i like it Billy. um but dude yeah i was like so 10 years old and impressionable and you know and she's like holy shit he played hendrix well i gotta do it boom right there in front of the gas station and everything and they were pierced and i was just like wow and so that was my first you know boobies for experience. hendrix boobies for hendrix we'll play hendrix for boobies that's, that's your sign. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Titties and dragons. Yes, yes I like it. And I like it. I mean, 
I went home and told my mom. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. You're all right, Billy. Yeah. You're all right. Hey, uh, let's do a little... Uh, I want you know one of the, the magic of music, Billy, is interpretation, right? Interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about Voodoo Child. Like Voodoo Child has a meaning to you beyond getting to see boobies from it. It uh, it um it it has a meaning to you. Um, you know, Deep River Blues has a meaning to you and a different meaning to you now, when it actually had maybe a a. a different meaning to doc watson you know what i mean and yeah i i want to talk to you now about uh, interpretations of your own songs um maybe uh let me put it this way i'm a fan of lots of music i i i'm a music head i listen to lots of different styles and my favorite bands are rolling stones but i've never but i've never been lost in the Rolling Stones. What? Come to Nashville Saturday, bro. We'll go. I'm, I'll be there. You got tickets? I I mean, there's probably we can get tickets. All right, man. I'm we'll I'm there, tickets. bud. I'll see you Saturday. But the, I don't know. I mean, right, I'm let's serious. let's go. I'm, I'm dude. I'm serious too. I'll see you Saturday. But 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 let's talk about this for a second. So wait, I'm all excited about the Rolling Stones. What were we talking about? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, the Rolling Stones are my favorite band. But I've never been lost (laughs) in the Rolling Stones, okay? I've never been lost in their music. Their their music, I've lived their music. I've lived their music. I've never been lost in it. I've been lost Mm -hmm. in Led Zeppelin. I've been lost in in the Doors, dude. Like, totally lost in the Doors. And guess what? Right now? Well, because those bands... You know, like the Stones are, I think, on smack or booze, and you're, uh, the other guys are on acid. So, <laughs> dude, like, I am lost in your music right now. Um, I am lost in Billy Strings' music right now. You, well, it's much. I think that your music is much more complex to other people than you will ever understand. Uh, yeah, can put yeah. grab that, bro. Grab it. Well, I think it's more accessible than a lot of the shit that I listen to, so. Yes, but the complexity is the challenge of it, that it grabs you. You see, you can get lost in that. It's not just like a hook. You understand? Like, yeah. Like, for yeah. example, okay, let, let, me put, let me put it this way, okay? Um, meet me at the creek, right? Okay. My interpretation of, you know, you talk about, and correct me if I screw up lyrics, I do that. I'm from Chicago. Yeah. All right. But uh, where you talk talk about the the muddy water helps to ease your mind, right? Hell yeah. Okay. So to me, that's the same thing to me. But how I interpret that is like our buddy Seth Fighter says, that catching fish fixes everything. So mm. <laughs> any trouble, any trouble you might have catching fish can can fix everything. That's where you, where you channel. Absolutely. It. And that's my interpretation of meet me at the creek. What's 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 your interpretation of meet me at the creek? You know, like earlier when I was saying. Like when I put my boat in the water at 530 in the morning and the sun's not even up yet and I'm I'm out at the spot before the sun's up, you know. And I got my nav lights on and stuff, and I'm 
I'm, you know, I'm out there so early, I'm fishing something that makes a lot of noise, you know what I mean? And that's just peaceful to me. Meet you at that's the song. creek. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I do have a, a creek, you know, actually that I go fish to, and there's some nice smallies in there. I'll wait it or I'll take my little kayak. Um, but the song itself comes from the Maple River, and I used to go down there and sit. And I'd bring a rod and reel sometimes, and I'd catch a smallie out of there sometimes. Um, but sometimes I'd just go down there and sit and just look at the water. And Does that song make yeah. you feel good when you play it live? That's the one that, you know, I usually do it towards the end of the show. But, I noticed, you know, yeah, I noticed that on the list. Um, because it's like, it's just the big kabang at the end, you know, usually. Dude, the way because, you go, the way it's like the solo in the middle of that, whether it reminds me of, it's very Jimmy Page-esque. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know why I think it's that. It's different every time, you know, it's so, <laughs> it's so different every time. That's really what, how that song came about was I literally, I just wanted to write a song that had a big jam in the middle that every okay. time we step on stage every time we step on stage it's going to be totally different we play the song up until this point and every night at this point when we get to this part of the song it's all free all game. bets are off all bets yeah. are off yeah no holds bar cage exactly exactly let's just go boys i like and it. um and so that's the fun part is when you know music turns into playing basketball <laughs> you know what i mean it's very like you gotta be alert you know and ready to catch the ball and try to get it in the you know to the goal you know keep keep the senses up keep exactly yeah keep, it's keep very it. it's like that it's like I, I really i think i use the same part of my brain i mean i never really play basketball but i could imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> i could imagine it being similar hey we talked about uh we talked about spinning earlier in my interpretation of that the song spinning but what was going on with you bud i love that song i i or whatever that is um i like it it's uh yeah it's uh it's just me explaining a psychedelic uh trip that i had when i was i mean that's probably one of the first really profound ones of my life i was probably 19 and um that's all it is i don't really know why i put it on the record or i guess because thank I you for people, putting it on there yeah i guess like because i thought people needed to hear it like well some per some people do i told you about the reason and i needed to hear it so thank you yeah, I share the multiverse with you. As <laughs> people are saying, whatever, but dude, I don't know. I I've been there, but yeah, I, you know, there. sometimes I don't even like talking about it because I I probably come off like a nut. You know what I mean? I hear you, yeah. and there's like bass fishermen out there, like oh yeah yeah right now, you know. But I I don't know. We'll talk more about it Saturday when we're going to the Stones concert. But that's <laughs> <laughs> no, but but yeah, it was you know I had a really profound psychedelic experience that just i mean you have to listen to the song it's called spinning and and it's on my first record turmoil and tinfoil 
but you know because i can't explain the whole story right now again but <laughs> no. <laughs> basically no don't yeah. don't explain the whole story right <laughs> basically i uh i smoked something that led me to this kind of alien lady in the sky that uh showed me how everything worked together and you know all the galaxies and all the planets and everything is working together and all the the bait fish and all the bass down there chasing them is you know here's how to put that song in bass fishing terms billy and it's yeah and and it's i'm gonna tell you right now in the words of the famous proper bass and man rick klein yes sir to catch the mouse you must watch the owl right right yeah for sure there it is but everything is (laughs) you know Co- they're coexistent, you know, or yeah. like, supposed to be you know, synergistic. Yeah, you know, this freaking little thing grows next to this tree because it provides it shade and the seeds fall and these bugs eat them and they fly over here and this shit works. And just there's never ending spectrum of just stuff that is working together and the way that, the you know, Everything just works together, and it's just an amazing kind of magical thing, just life in itself. 100%, you know, dude. When you really step back and just think about it. I mean, think about, even just think about underwater. I mean, every year, like, the different patterns that you get on the fish, and, you know, like, right now, they're so keyed in on that bait fish, and, you know what I mean? Like, just stuff like that. It's just interesting how. Or how underwater changes every year, Billy. Like Percy Priest, maybe two years ago, is different underwater than it is right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like different um, parts of it. Yeah, yeah. It's Everything's different. Yeah, and the same. <laughs> <laughs> and the same. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of different and the same, uh, wargasm. Um, the, the, is that inner turmoil or is that in looking for peace in yourself or is that like world peace? What's up with wargasm? It's just a observation of the violent characteristics of nature. Okay. So it could be a, a shark eating a seal. Yeah, sure. Okay. Or it could be a freaking domestic violence issue. I gotcha. You know, or it could be, you know, World War Two, or it could be, you know, like, and it was kind of more like, you know, I was thinking of sort of mankind. I mean, since the beginning of time, there's always been battles and wars and violence, and that's natural. I think nature's very violent, especially if you go underwater. Like, you know, that shit's prehistoric, dude. <laughs> yeah, everything underwater is. Everything under there is either eaten or being eaten. The survival of the fittest. Yeah. And, you know, and so that's violent as shit, you know? Yeah, it is, but. Um, but, like, we're so smart. You know what I mean? We're so smart that I would just think and hope that we could communicate and try to figure out something without, like, killing each other. You know what I mean? With guns and bombs and... You know, whatever the problem is, like, we're the smartest fucking thing on the planet, but we're not smart enough to communicate with each other, you know, to be able to come to some solution, you know. Um, it's a shame almost. It it sucks, you know, and 
you know, I get it. Some how, people... how easy would it be, Billy, if everyone could just live by the golden rule? As simple as that sounds, Billy. Like, if people could just be self-aware enough to realize that all you have to do is treat other people like you want to be treated yourself and the world is a honky-dory place. Yeah, it's just, you know, I'm kind of like a nihilist when it comes to that shit because, like, it's just never going to be hunky-dory. You know I mean? <laughs> like, like, as much as, as mu- it don't matter, you know, how many hippies there are. It's always going to, you know, it's just... It's just the way it is. And I think it's unfortunate that for one thing, we we kill each other and treat each other really poorly when we're all just humans on a planet. That's all it is. I don't care about where we're from, what we're doing, where we're at. Yeah. You you didn't ask to be born where you're you know, you could have you could have been a fucking buck, you could have been a bass, you could have been an <laughs> eagle, you could have been a piece of dirt, you could have been a you know what I mean. You're lucky to have been a human anywhere, wherever you were born, you know, and I think, or maybe not, but like, um, you know, true. it's just that, you know, to treat any like other people other than equal or like, you know, like even animals and stuff like, you know, like I'm so, this is where I start really sounding like a freaking hippie, but you know, it's all right, go bro. I'm just like we're the same as the animals you know what i mean we're we're not like we're apart from them because we're so smart and it's our responsibility to take care of like the planet and shit you know you know what i mean because like because we're like this most smartest fucking thing here but yet we're so greedy that we're just like ah fuck it we you know we're just gonna like take 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 as much as we can and you know, rape the land and fucking blow the tops off the mountains and fucking just, you know, as much as we can. And, um, you know what I mean? I just, I, I wish we were smart enough to get out ahead of ourselves because at this point, I don't really think it's possible. I mean, I just look at, like, I'm in the airport and I see one guy rolling out this fucking giant cart of trash. And this is just Wednesday morning. This is just my one flight. This is just one wing in one airport. You know what I mean? Yeah, imagine like, it all put together. Yeah, and where is most of it just most of it goes just like floating in the ocean somewhere. So how's that going to make how's it feasible to like maintain? You know what I mean? Like where's what's going to happen? Like you know what I mean? And and like you know, I mean it pisses me off on even just like a local level. Percy Priest, you know, people come out there and party and they leave their fucking beer bottles I hate and that, tents man. and shit I hate everywhere, that. man. When people leave stuff, I hate littering regardless. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. It sucks, man. I hate I've littering. To, I've had to fucking wrestle birds and shit to get shit off their legs. The only and- thing you can litter is something that can get you arrested, if you follow me, Billy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've literally, you know, I've seen you know how that shit can affect the wildlife and stuff and it sucks like it sucks to see a bird choking on a fucking you know beer cap or some shit on string bro like fishing for real like like that's the thing take care of your fishing line man and you know i i get it some i mean every once in a while you get snagged and break off and that's that and you know shit happens you know sometimes you know shit happens but you know and i think most like conscious fishermen are you know, aware of that, you know, and stuff. If 
you know, if I've only, you know, I've fished enough to see what that can do to a bird or a freaking fish or, you know, and so, or a turtle or whatever. So I'm like, you know, just to really trying not to leave, you know, leave no trace, you know? Yeah. Dude. Um, but anyway, we gotta be like, aware. It's back to self-awareness, bro. It is. And that's and aware yeah, and of that's, the outdoors and aware. What is the center? We're animals. You're right. We're animals. We're all animals. We, we yeah. have to remember that. So we need to take, like, don't shit where you sleep, you know? Would you take a shit in your own bed? That's what people right. do. That's what people do, bud. Yeah. It, it's not they good. Do. It's not good. That's what that is when you're out there throwing beer bottles in Percy Priest Lake is you're shitting where you sleep. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Good Good point, Bill. I like how you brought yeah. that up. That's a good deal, bud. And uh, uh, the uh, and and that's one cool thing. Not, not trying to get a, like a sponsor plug in or anything, but but one of our advertising partners, Tin Cup Whiskey, they give back to the environment. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's what they do. I mean, it's like they help restock lakes. And and you know, if you're not giving back as a sportsman, like like you're, I mean, forget about it, man. Yeah, it's like, man, I may go out there and hook these fuckers in the face, but I love them. <laughs> exactly and you we thank them that's important you always got to thank the fish every time you catch them yeah, yeah man and i'm just you know i do love them you know and i, I really care about them and i'm i'm like and the all the little critters you know the little minks and otters and freaking all the other fish <laughs> and just, it's all it's all so important you know it is absolutely dude um and you know but like that's you know to just go a little further on what we were talking about earlier it's just like you know, like how much trash comes out of the airports? How many, how many burger patties are freaking shoved out of McDonald's every day? Just oh, McDonald's. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and like that. It's just like it's really a trip to think about. You know, L.A. is like kind of like cancer on the earth, and <laughs> and that's actually trip. hysterical. Is, I'm sorry huh? that that's the funny that you said that, but I can see the true part of that. Right? Unreal, bro. Unreal. Yeah. Hey, you know what they need? Some renewal in Los Angeles. They need a little Billy Strings renewal. <laughs> well, they're getting some. Uh, you know, <laughs> we just put that record out and it's been it's been crazy to see like um you know, cuz we're just like a little bluegrass band, but you know, we're like on some charts with like some more like popular music and Yeah, dude. And you're hanging with big wigs. I mean, you're hanging with some L.A. types. I don't know. Oh, Post man. Malone, chilling with Post Malone and stuff. Yeah, but he's a cool ass motherfucker. No, though. he's cool. Yeah, he absolutely is. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, he's he is a cool ass dude. And 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 yeah, man, I've been you know really lucky, like in Nashville, to meet a lot of my bluegrass heroes. You know, sure. Bela Bela Fleck and Sam Bush, Jerry Douglas. Uh, you know, people like that that live around here and have recorded for years and always been sort of our idols and uh, moved down here about probably six years ago or so. And uh, man, they've really embraced me and, you know, brought me in as a friend. And they, they recognize, they recognize, they know when they see it. Like, just like when in Bassin, when we see somebody, uh, you know, that that's a prodigy, like you're, your Brandon Palinics or your Seth Fighters or your Matthew Robertsons. Oh yeah, you know, man. You know that's you're a prodigy like that. And and I want to go back to Renewal. I want to go back to the to the album. It, it blew me away, bud. 
it blew me away. And um, and uh, the 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 heartbeat of America song. Oh my God, I was talking to. Is that what it's called? Am I screwing it up? Is it called heartbeat? No, that's okay, right, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I was I was talking to Andy about it to, to the Ginger Ninja, the producer here, before the show, and I'm like, dude, when I listened to that song the first time, I was like. Okay, yeah, it's a little, you know, it's like a little you're jamming in the beginning, and then you hit me in the face. Then you turn it, turn it. Like, I was like, what just happened? That's freaking amazing. Now, get this the song Morning Light. Everyone that I speak to about that song Morning Light has one common denominator that that song does to them, and it gives them chill bumps, goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the song about relationships that everyone strives for. I don't know, Billy. It's, uh, what is it? It's, it's a beautiful song. Unreal. It's, it's just about my girl, man. You know, I... Uh, You're a lucky a lo- guy. Lucky dude, yeah. I mean, like, but it's... It's about sort of, like, letting love in, in a way. Like, um... You know, looking back at the past and thinking, you know, like it's it's kind of about um, commitment. I strive for the relationship that's in that song, "Morning Light." I think I need to let love in. That's my problem. Yeah, that's. I guess that's what it kind of is about. Is like just kind of when you find someone who you really just say, like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna give my love to this person." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to stop worrying about whatever was before or might happen in the future or whatever. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to commit to this, you know? And that's kind of, you know, what it's about. Dude, it's raw. Raw AF. <laughs> I mean, dude, like it's so, it, it it's chill. Like, do you get chill bumps from that song? I mean, no. I, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I might, uh, it depends if we played it on a really, you know, if we played it like on stage and, and it, it goes over really well or something and the music just hits me just right in a way that tickles, you know, that I might get a little emotional kind of cocktail out of that, but, um, like, no, I don't know. I think it. I think like it's just weird, dude. Cause I don't know. It's hard to think your own shit's good or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, no, I, dude, I totally get it. I never watch the Stray Cast show back. I don't. I once the show's done, it's done. Like it's like a tournament. Oh, yeah. You move on to the next derb. You know what I mean? It's like a concert. Right. You move on to the next yeah. show. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have you'd have to be that way if you're fishing tournaments too. You can't freaking dwell on it, man. Yeah, back to you know? on to the next derp, whether you won or lost yep. or draw. On to the next yep. derp. Next one could be great. You right? don't know. Because your next show, Billy, is the one that matters. Right. The one that just finished, there's nothing you could do about it, whether it was good or bad. Whether you were happy with it as an individual or not. Let's put it that way. Oh no shit. The next one is the one that freaking matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what and I mean? that's four nights at the Mission Ballroom in Denver coming up in about a week or so. Oh, you're going to like that. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Um, You know, and we got time to stretch our legs a little bit and have some fun. And... Yeah, maybe catch a few basses or something like that. You know what I mean? Hey, yo, what's your I favorite so. What's your favorite kind of restaurant? Like, where do you, where, where do you like, like, if you were going to pick a type of food or a, 
or a restaurant to go to? What's your favorite kind of restaurant? So I know where you're going to bring me on Saturday before the Stone Show. Shit. I don't know. Like a, I like delis where you can get like a sandwich. You know what I mean? Oh, just okay. Like, yeah. I like, like that freak. too. I like, hey, Ginge. You like give it we gotta have some kind of deli music. Well, let's go out to eat at a deli right now. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to the deli and we're gonna sit down and uh Yeah, I like that. It's kinda like uh what's that uh Tarantino movie? The this one. What's <laughs> that one? Fiction? That's that one. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that, yes, that <laughs> so let, let's sit down at the deli and I'm gonna ask you questions, Billy String, in a rapid fire fashion. You know what I mean? Like, the Bass Galaxy, the Bluegrass and Galaxy, they're all getting to know you right now in this segment. We're sitting down. And uh, you know what? I'm going to have the, uh, let me get the, uh, I'm going to have a pastrami. I'm going to have a pastrami on rye with the uh, with a pickle on the side and the chips. What are you going to have, Bill? Uh, I'm getting me a Asian flank steak sandwich with potato salad that's got little bacon bits in there, and You're we're gonna baller. round her off with the uh, Topo Chico. <laughs> Freaking baller at the deli. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's go some rapid fire questions. Don't get all windy, Billy. Quick questions. You ready? Quick, 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 <laughs> all right, quick. All right. all right. Who's your fishing hero? Fishing hero. Mm, Bill Dance. Bill, love it. I love that you said that. I, I, I've known Bill Dance since I was a little boy. I'll tell you about that Saturday, too. You know this song? Right here. Sing it with me. Well, the sun is just starting to rise up over the treetops. And it's going to be a beautiful day, Billy can see. There it is. Billy Strings, Bill Dance. Anyway, uh, Billy, are you <laughs> are you a spiritual person, Billy Strings? Absolutely, but not a religious person. Okay, okay. Do you pray? Mm, sometimes for a bite. <laughs> Great answer. Good answer, bud. What's the best junk food on the planet? Goddamn licorice, I guess. Licorice? Wow. The red ones? Yeah, red vines. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say you ain't the black. Those are horrible. That's for plastic worms. That's what that is. Hey, uh, <laughs> who uh, who was your first uh, in the first celebrity in your spank bank? Like, what was the first girl you had a crush on that was a celebrity? Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Wow. I I like. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I like the frame. I like how she looks. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. it was that, was that movie like 10 Things I Hate About You or oh, some she, shit? Yeah. She was hot AF, bro, back yeah. then. Yeah, absolutely. Then she tried to be all serious in movies and stuff. and Dumb shit happened. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> hey, um, you know Seth's dad, Pedro? Pedro Fighter? I'd like to know him a lot more. He seems like a cool motherfucker. Yeah, man. Pedro's awesome, and he just texted me, and he wants to know... If you are familiar with The Rock, with with his with his Lucky Rocks, you mean The Rock? No, not like the Fisherman, The Rock, but but Pedro Fighters Lucky Rocks. No, no um, I'm not familiar with that. Tell I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna well, he has the without getting into it real long, Billy. You would love Pedro Fighter, okay? 
I, I go know. hang out in his garage all the time, and he actually has a portal that he can go into another dimension, part of the multiverse, quite frankly. And he brings out of, well, I have mine with me. I mean, I always do because this rock changed my life. Oh, man, I need one because yeah, I, keep, yeah, I see, keep some stones on stage with me. I need a Pedro stone. Yeah, so here's here's mine, and it's and anyone who he gives a rock to, good things happen. Um, Seth, of course, has a rock. Matthew has a rock. I have a rock. Um, uh, Gussie has a rock. The Johnston brothers, you know, good things happen to people mm-hmm. with the, these rocks that come out of the portal. Pedro gathers them. He captures them. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's the story of the rock. He wanted me to know. I'll put you in touch with Pedro, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 maybe he'll come with me to the Stones concert Saturday. We'll fly him yeah. in, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, um, back to the... Uh, ba- oh, our food's here. Our food's here. Very good. Very good. Hey, uh, uh, you ever listen to, like... I know you're a picker. And this a isn't an Asian flank steak sandwich, man. I ordered an Asian <laughs> flake steak sandwich. You're not getting a tip. Do you know who he is? It's Billy Strings. Bring him the the gosh dang Asian flank. What the heck is going on around here? Last time we come in this joint. Oh, Billy. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, do you know what proper bassin is, Billy? I think so. Tell me what you think think it is. I think it's a freaking lifestyle, bud. Yeah, bud. 100%. And it's, it's just like whatever it takes to get on some fish and it's about the fish well no 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 okay i'm gotta correct you there it's not whatever it takes to get on some fish that that could be improper bassin actually there's people that do whatever it takes to get on some fish that's very improper i just needed to clear that immediately oh yeah 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 i guess i'm saying you know you don't need all the fancy gizmos and gadgets if you gotta you know, throw a freaking bobber and a worm out there. <laughs> so trust your instincts, maybe. Go back to the roots of yeah, the property. You know, I, I think of like a little old man sitting on a freaking John boat just catching a hog on a night crawler. Well, that's like, where it started, shit. bud. The original you know flippers I mean? were using like the original flip sticks, bud, were like ten foot cane poles. Get this. With like with like string on it and baby bottle nipples. With treble hooks, Billy Strings. So they take, <laughs> for real, it's true story, bud. It's called uh, jigger pulling and doodle socking. And what they do is they take that and they run it around stumps, bud. And then flunk, wow. bigs, plop, right in the boat, bro. Wow. Yeah, jigger pulling. Right in. Right? That's the, that's the OG flipping right there. So Dude. I get what you're saying. I get I get what you're saying about the, the, uh, the whole thing. Hey, what's your most cherished guitar, Billy? What's your most cherished guitar? Um... I actually just got one that is incredible, um, and I haven't even picked it up yet. I played it the other day. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of like adopting a child, and I I went and met the child the other day. <laughs> now you're signing and, the papers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a 1944 D28. Martin. Wow! Look at you. Um, An old Martin. It's, it's just incredible. But I have a 1948. Uh, here, and this is a forty-four. Well. You just said, yeah, that I got. It's just, it's a really superb guitar, man. It's just unreal. Superb. Hey, what does something like that go for? I, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, I don't. I don't. Jin's just laughing. I don't care. I want to know how much something like that costs. 
I don't I mean, the old ones, they're a lot. You know, they go for... Uh, I could have bought a bass boat. I'll just say that. Okay, I got gotcha. you. R- r- respect, respect. How do you, you make know. your money, Billy? How do you make your money these days? I mean, nobody buys records or CDs. How the yeah, hell does a, how does a musician make their money in 2021? I sell tickets. There you go. You're a hard working. You're like the James uh, Brown of bluegrass. <laughs> I I do shows and. I play live concerts, and that's what I do for my living. Um, you know, we make records, and we're actually doing pretty good right now. Like I was saying, um, you know, we had number four in overall like vinyl sales. You know, in like number one in like overall, I think sales in the country or something. For real, on, on the Billboard charts. Yeah, oh, that's I mean, awesome. Absolutely crazy stuff happening with this record that we haven't seen before. I saw like, some vinyl renewal stuff on your IG story. Like, yeah, people- it's um, it's wild just being even mentioned in the same sentence as like Olivia Rodrig, you know, like, or, <laughs> or like young boy never broke again, or like you know, like these like sort of mainstream artists that are like. And then there's dude, Billy and, and Strings. It, but you're yeah, a Grammy just, winner, bro. You're a freaking but, Grammy but dude, winner. Dude, it's a bluegrass record, though. That's the thing. It's a it's a number one on the country's charts, and it's a freaking bluegrass record, I think. You know, I mean yeah. it's not it's not all bluegrass. There's hide and seek, and there's all sorts of there's a little something for everybody, but it's banjo, mandolin, guitar, and upright bass, you know, and fiddle. traditional bluegrass. And so instruments, yeah. I want to continue to bring, you know, more people into the fold, you know, as far as bluegrass goes. Like, next time we win a Grammy, I like, I want them to show it on TV, you know, with all the rest of the folks, you know, not have it be like some little thing on the side or something. Because I think there's like, you know, like, you don't see like, who won the best blues record on the TV show. You, all you <laughs> yeah. see, It's all like you a little is, sub mention during the commercial. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you're there to change that. Like, that sucks. I mean, yeah, bluegrass music is like the one truly American music. Absolutely, it's the heartbeat of America, Billy. It really is. I mean, it's purely from Kentucky, you know, (laughs) absolutely. And And think about this that bluegrass is the heartbeat of America, yet what is the percussion in a bluegrass band? It's the mandolin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I yeah, mean, I, I, I like it. Yeah, man. Because that's, like, there's no drums. It's, you know, like, traditionally. Yeah, you just kind of... Yeah. On the mandolin, you know that they chopped that thing. Bill Monroe used to just chop that sucker, and, and that stand-up bass often can act. Yeah, that like, can make a little percussive sound yes, as well. Yes, sir. But, but yeah, the thing about bluegrass music is it's kind of like starting up an old four fifty-four. You know, it kind of <laughs> everything starts going, and next thing you know, it's like when everything's working together, it you know with the banjos rolling, the bass is thumping on the one and the five, the guitar's strumming, the mandolin's chopping. All of a sudden, we got all the cylinders are firing now. 
you know. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, and, it, and 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 I like how you take the traditional bluegrass instruments yet make them untraditional, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I, you know, I grew up playing bluegrass and stuff, but I also have played in metal bands and I love Jimi Hendrix and Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and King Crimson and Yes and, you know, all sorts of crazy You consider yourself that... a singer? Do you consider yourself a singer or just a guitar player? I mean, I'm, I think you got a great voice and you're a great singer, but do you yeah. consider yourself a singer? It took me a while to like, yeah, I'm I'm working on singing still, you know. I mean, I'm a lot of people probably think it's fine, but uh, as an instrument, I'm I don't know. I'm still working on my singing all the time. There's a wonderful person here in Nashville who's been kind of showing me a few things, and um, his name's Ron Browning. He's like a vocal coach for you know a lot of different folks, and and I've seen him once or twice, and he's just. Music is all about being zen. You know, like if I'm playing really fast bluegrass, well, here, let's put it in bass terms. You know, have you ever just been out fishing all day and your freaking hand just cramps up because you've been, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you've sure. been like freaking at it, winding that plug all day at it, yeah. And so your hand just locks up into the shape of that reel, like, dude. That's not good. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a, you know, and and obviously there's certain techniques where, you know, you're fishing jerk bait. We need to jerk it a little bit. You know what I mean? But to be kind of conscious of how hard you're straining yourself on those, you know, your hands and stuff and uh, playing music is kind of similar. Like, you know, you can't press down too hard. You don't have to press down that hard on a guitar to get a note out of it. So when you play, start playing fast, what you naturally want to do is sort of tense up and get a little tense and stuff. But really, it's about maintaining that Zen. Here's you're, another good analogy. You're doing that it. with your voice. Is that what you're saying? You, you're, right. You tense up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just like the guitar. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. Start singing too hard or something. Sure. Just to try to, you know, and you can't force emotion down people's throat. What you do is just go up there and tell the story of the three little pigs. You know what I mean? It's just 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 like I'm talking to you right now. Ex this is exactly how I should be when I'm singing and performing a show is like this, you know, not like uh, forcing it, not forcing it too hard, like straining myself, nor forcing it like emotionally trying to cram emotion down your throat. You know what I mean? It's not up to the... Yeah, that doesn't convey. That's... No. No. No, nobody wants to see you having a breakdown up there. The audience is supposed to have the breakdown. Right. You know, like a... like the, Their interpretation. Yeah, you know, like you're just telling the story. You know, we wrote the song. We used these chords. You know, it's lonesome for... It's already lonesome. We already did that work. <laughs> yeah. Just tell the story of the three little pigs. <laughs> you know? That's good stuff, Billy. That's mm -hmm. all right, dude. Hey, who's a dead musician that you wish you could have jammed with? Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But there's tons of them. Doc Watson, uh, Tony Rice. I like how you said Jimi Hendrix. First guy came to your mind. Very interesting. Very interesting that you said that. Oh, yeah. Well, man, he was awesome, dude. Of course. Just worlds. Of course. Worlds. Like, I mean, so ahead of his time and, and so 
interesting and such a fantastic guitar player and entertainer. Confident, confident. Are you a confident guitar player, Billy Strings? Are you, were you more, let's say 2017 with like, with with like home and then turmoil and tinfoil and now renewal. Where are you at between then and now as confidence as a guitar player? Um, well, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in, really. But like, <laughs> yeah. are you better now? Yeah, no, I'm I'm getting a lot better, but it's a slow burn. Okay, it's it's a very slow burn. I think it's probably like figuring out bass fishing. It's like you know, over the years, you see how you've improved. Yeah, you you, know you I mean? have to constantly get better. Yeah, but like, are for you sure? Suffering? But but. It, but you don't notice it like on the daily, like, Oh man, I'm better today than I was yesterday. No, it's like when I listen to something from like two or three years ago, then I go, huh, I was, it sounded even rougher back then, you know? And as far as like confidence goes, it really does depend on the mood I'm in. Like it just, and it depends on a lot of shit. Like if I go on stage and I can't hear well in my monitors, I don't have the confidence. Oh, fuck. I can't really do what I came here to do. I start getting in my head about it. Sure. You know, or whatever. If I go out there and everything just sounds fucking awesome and I'm comfortable as hell on stage, <laughs> yeah. I can rock the hell out of the joint. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, uh, I get it. Um, Makes or breaks it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and just depends like where I'm at in the tour, you know, or something like if I've been out there for, you know, over a month and I'm really exhausted, like I'm, I might, you know, like I know on the last part of this tour, I really, it was like, you know, I don't know why. I mean, all those people out there love us, but I I just felt like they were just like staring at us and like I was failing or something. And it was like, it was just like, whoa, like what the fuck's going on? And um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they you know. felt like that, but I get, I relate. No, I, I know no. what you mean. I no, do they know. Didn't. I, I mean, do know what lo- you mean. They loved the show and everything, but I just was like, man, I. Hey, speaking of shows, bud. Like and 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 getting at the end of a tour, aren't you glad you don't have hangovers anymore and and deal with like the the shit that that chemicals can give you like man made chemicals? You know what I mean? Like yeah, like don't Absolutely. you feel freer, bud? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm out there at five thirty putting my boat in, and I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, um, uh hungover certainly that's why i quit drinking really is because i had a really bad hangover and i mean i and i was late for a gig and that was at a point in my career where i couldn't afford to be doing that shit like i i was you know it was at sort of a you know it's like hey stuff's starting to go good for me this could go one of two ways you know what i mean yeah that's the angels and the demons and yeah and i was thinking well shit you know and i I threw up all the way on the way to this gig and we were late. We didn't even get to sound check. We set up our equipment right in front of the crowd. And uh, I was embarrassed about it. And I said, man, I'm, you know, and I called my manager and I said, man, I think I'm done drinking. I, you know, <laughs> and he said, you know what, for the week, you know, or what? And oh I yeah. Said, yeah. I said, at least for a few days. Yeah. You know, and that's what it turned into. It turned into, I'm going to just stop for a few days until I feel better. And then, turn into a week and then a year and then now it's been five years something you know and um it was a great thing for me to do because at that time like I said stuff was starting to go well for me and I just uh 
you know. Well, I've seen it ruin a lot of great musicians, quite frankly. I think you're way better with the weed, bud, you know. Oh, yeah. And I just don't want to be like an asshole. Like if some fan comes up to me after a show and says, hey, man, great show. I don't want to be like, yeah, rah, 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 some drunk. Like, you know, I want to be like, hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Like, thank you for coming to the show. Like if you think about it, it ruined most of the people that you mentioned. Oh, yeah. I mean, Janis Joplin. Hendrix, Morrison. I, I mean, I don't can't yeah, say for yeah, sure yeah. about Doc Watson or 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 or, or, or Bill Monroe or. No, yeah. I mean, probably not really those bluegrass guys as much, but definitely those cats that you know Hendrix and and especially Janis Joplin and and stuff. Yeah, I mean, alcohol's a depressant, you know. So, like, if you're finished them. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's a really weird thing because when you start really getting on drugs and shit, I mean, whatever it is, it really changes your personality in a way that like you know is is completely it really changes your personality like there's this epic legendary performance that happened from uh i think it was called like mountain jam or something and it was the almond brothers the grateful dead and the band yeah okay and so they all tried to jam at the end of the show and they just couldn't because like it was like the Grateful Dead was all on LSD. <laughs> the Almond Brothers were all coked out and the band was wasted on whiskey. And it was like wasn't going those, nowhere, was it? It was it wouldn't go anywhere because the Grateful Dead was all just trying to get real psychedelic and jam out. Yeah. And the, <laughs> like the Almond Brothers are just trying to play really fast and like epic. And and then you got like the band who's just like drunk, like sloppy, uh, like fucking, riffing, you know, just, just riffing. Out. Yeah, you know. And but just think like, about oh, it. See, like there's a characteristic though. Like, so like alcohol's not bad. Like, I mean, Man, it's if you not bad. It, yeah, great. like musicians for some reason don't seem to be able to handle alcohol that great. Well, some some can, you know. I mean, like I my guess. guys, you know, some my can. guys, my guys in the band, you know. I mean, there's a difference between a musician and a freaking tortured artist, you know. That's I guess, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I was wrong to say that. I should not have said that like that as a musician's can't. But it seems good way to put it. A lot of tortured artists. Yeah. Can't. So Billy, just 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 don't drink. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I you know I don't and you could never you could never say, I mean, I could pick I could have a beer again one day or something. I get it, and, I get it, but you know what I mean? But but at the time, I mean, and for the time being, I, I, I really enjoy you know, I, I've also sort of like become a sponsor to a lot of folks in a way. And that kind of gives me sort of a, almost a bit of responsibility to continue sobriety in a way, because there's been so many of my friends who have seen my sort of success and said, man, I think, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm a support system for a lot of musician friends and just friends who I grew up with or whatever that end up having a substance abuse issue. And I've always felt that I've had a strong sort of will against that kind of shit because I've seen it firsthand and I've tried everything there is. I just, I never got really strung out on anything. Um, But I dabbled with just about everything, you know, I had to experiment and see, but um, I don't know. I just, 
some people can't handle it, man. And some people can, you know, like my bandmates, they're, man, they'll have a couple glasses of wine or a couple beers and sit there and pick. And, you know, nobody's getting drunk fighting each other. Right. You yeah. know, nobody's freaking, you know, they're not smashing like the, up the house. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's <laughs> like, you know, smashing up the house, punching holes in the walls or anything like that. So the Almond know? Brothers were on acid and the, and uh, the band was on whiskey. Yeah, probably. Or no, wait, the dead were on. (laughs) The Almond Brothers were on cocaine. (laughs) Yeah, so not not a good jam either way. Uh, Oh, man. Billy, you're living a good life, bud. You're a Grammy winner, bro. You're not even 30, right? I I just turned 29 the other day. Yeah, you had a birthday just that other day. 29. Yikes. Yikes. Grammy winner. Yeah. Pretty cool. Proper bassin man. Man, I was out there this morning, like I said, and it's just beautiful. I'm probably going again tomorrow. No, I got a few little things in the morning, but that's I just that's the thing too, is like I go when I can, man. Like it doesn't matter if it's raining or what. Like this morning, you know what always happens too is like I'll be like, I'm gonna go fishing in the morning. I look at the forecast, it says fucking thunderstorms. It's gonna be shit. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. Go out there this morning. For the hours that I was out there, it was literally perfect. And the fish were active, too. And it was just like, you know, you can just never tell, you know. It, I mean, I can't, I can't, like, tell what the fish are going to be doing. Really. I mean, <laughs> Don't I can, you wish? <laughs> we all wish yeah. we had that crystal ball. Magic yeah. globe. When do you go back? When are you done? When when do you got to go back uh, to uh, to work? Uh, probably about a week or so. We're going out to Denver to do four nights at the Mission Ballroom. That's in a week. That starts up in a week. <clears throat> yeah, and then we go over to Asheville at the. Uh, I don't remember what the venue's called, but it's a bigger kind of almost like a little arena. You know, sixty five hundred people for three nights in a row, and we're doing the Wizard of Oz. Uh, themed halloween spectacular yeah for real like are you gonna play like the like wizard of oz songs and stuff yeah man we're gonna do it all dude like my my i like the wizard of oz soundtrack my daughter jasmine as a child like she played it on repeat constantly like oh oh, dude like crazy stuff going on in that cd but <laughs> With the thoughts I'd be thinking I could be another Lincoln if I only had a brain. Yeah. Hey, you want to write a song with me real quick? <laughs> Let's give it a shot. All right, cool. Let me get my guitar. Let me get this, this. My dad gave me this guitar when I was a little kid, and I I got. And let's let's write a song. Let me get a guitar. Hold on. Coming back. Sounds good. What do you think, Bill? I gotta figure out how to do this. Now I suck, so don't get all fancy. Don't get all fancy. Yeah. All right, you ready? So let's just play, let's keep it easy, and we'll just do a couple chords. Like, let's do a G and a C. Like some kind of, I don't know, can you hear that? I can hear it. Oh, 
Billy Strings on the Stray Cash Show. It's like a time Billy Strings taught me things I did not know. The only thing that sucked was now it's time to go. Get it, Bill. Get it, bud. <laughs> Get it, bud. gentlemen it's bass and billy strings right there yes that's how you bass fish and talk show my man hell yeah thank you thank you very much for hanging thank out you, pat man i appreciate you having me on brother it's good talking to you man yeah you too bud and it's always fun and uh and we'll go bassing soon when uh when the rest of the proper bassing men are in chicago i know you were gonna come see us over there we'll have you back out again and I want to check out that spot you got. I know you got a good smaller spot there. <laughs> dude, I got some sneak sneak, bud. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and I'll text you. I'll see you. I'll come out, dude. Nashville, get the tickets Saturday. Are You you, you want to go do some Rolling Stones, bro? My my bass player is going. He just told me about it. I'm I'm not sure, but I mean, I'm... Get us tickets. Get us it's tickets, It's a possibility. Billy. Quit screwing around, Billy, and get me tickets. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up one more time for Billy Strings. Check out his new album, Renewal. It's on uh, tons of platforms. And, of course, go see Billy Strings on tour. You can catch up with him on Instagram, Facebook, and BillyStrings.com. Peace, bud. We'll see you, man. Thanks for being Billy Strings. Absolutely. Thanks for being <laughs> Pat. <laughs> you got it, bud. There it is. Hey, Bass Galaxy, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it's uh, Pistol Pete from Omni Efficient. We got giveaways. We got the tin cup giveaway. We got the Omni Efficient giveaway. And we got tantalizing tackle talk. Put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. Right back. game. It has been said that professionals are only as good as the tools they work with, and Alpha Angler has developed the ultimate set of tools for you, the competitive angler. Alpha Angler Custom Rods, brought to fruition by the passion of Master Craftsman Jake Boomer and 2017 BASS Angler of the Year Brandon Palinick. Alpha Angler Rods are custom made in the USA designed and engineered to be perfect. Alpha Angler utilizes a very unconventional approach to making the very best bass rods from drop shotting to flipping. Alpha Angler's focus is on building perfectly balanced tournament grade bass.
fight me. It's a command to the fish. Quality jig heads with quality components. With tried and true tackle like the big dude Gobi head. The hunter or Jacob head. Or all new tackle like the jackpot net head or buster swim bait head. Bite me. It's a command to the fish. Get the let out and visit BiteMeTackle.com today. Sometimes people talk tackle. Sometimes they talk bassin. Pete talks tackle and bassin, and it's tantalizing. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you America's favorite tackle talker from Omnia Fishing. Give it up for Pistol Pete Prispiora. Hell yeah. That's right, PPP. You down with PPP? Yeah, you hey. know me. What's going on, Pistol Pete? How's it going, Patrick and Ginge? Good to see you, dude. How Billy dude. Strings was awesome. I, I, dude, I, I watched that whole thing. I, you guys got me into him. Fighter told me about him a ways back and yourself. And so uh, that was actually really cool. I enjoyed that. I mean, it was fun for me to get to interview a musician. I'm not going to kid you. You know, for I sure. Mean, and, uh, and the fact that uh, Billy is a bassin man, too. Yeah, it made it even even more cooler. But uh, no, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. I think I went to high school with about thirty Billy Strings that I was friends with. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> throwback for me. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, uh, now it's time for the Bassin segment of our show, and uh, and we're going to talk about some tackle. And I know you got some stuff lined up, Pete. I mean, there's some good things uh, coming through the doors at Omnia Fishing. You know. Yeah, there are, there always is new stuff showing up, and it's been fun uh, lately. Uh, just seeing everything kind of start to show signs of leveling off out there. Thank God, and uh, I know, but uh, <laughs> you know, just as just as that was happening, we're hearing rumors of it getting really nasty again next really? spring. Uh, yeah, of having a supply chain issues again. So it's been it's been uh, adventurous and. Me and the crew are getting ready to drive down to Tennessee to go to a show. Uh huh. You got another uh, briefcase full of cash. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do what we can. Gonna to wheel and deal stuff. Yeah, you got that right. I got and, you. Uh, I got you. I go like do the, some of that. But luckily, uh, last week my uh, our buddy fighter got snuck me out of doing a little bass, and so I know I, you got to see him catch that PB Minnesota tanker. I did. I did. I even. Uh, Offered to get the net that wasn't in his boat. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that, like, you threw at that fish first and missed your your jig, and then <laughs> and then and then Seth kind of got in there all dirty on you. It was like, Frrr, and yeah. then uh, yeah, we, uh, I, oh, I, did I, I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Yeah, I wish that was the story, but yeah, <laughs> you, get, you get zero chances for the first shot at any fish when you're fishing behind fighter. Oh yeah, the hundred percent, hundred percent, savage, freaking mm. savage. Oh yeah, he's the man. He, but I'm glad you got out to go bassin, bud. For real. Yeah, no, me too. I I I was looking for forward to some fun fishing, 
And I don't get to fish with Seth as much as I used to. So it was cool that uh, we got to share a day in the boat together, go on a little road trip together. So it was fun. Heck yeah, bud. So what's slinging over at Omnia? What are you guys into? So, you know, I'll start off with a couple of reels real quick that uh, one has been the most popular reel this year for us. It's my favorite reel that I've bought in the last couple of years that we finally got a big shipment in on. And that's the, that new zillion from Daiwa. Um, oh, if you, if you guys see, but I'm yeah, going to tell you. Yeah. If, if, if you're not familiar with this thing, um, it is a wild, wild little reel. Uh, it's a spendy sucker. It's $350 reel, but this thing features a spool and it called that boost spool. So a what uh, spool? Fu- a boost spool. Boost. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, like a base uh, SV, boost. SV boost. So fighter. Like your phone plan. Fighter calls it the uh, smart reel, right? That's it. That's his uh, explanation for it. <laughs> it's got this. It's got this cool little feature in it that the brake is heavy on a soft cast, but it's it sh- kind of is two stage. It'll shut off if you snap your rod and make a long cast. So oh, this thing will absolutely bomb. But if you're trying to pitch or do a little accurate cast or skip or something like that, it knows it and it will break the reel really hard. Really, so you don't get any overrun. Uh, this thing is an absolute blast. And if you're into spendy stuff, um, don't buy one of these. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't think you might have to buy a whole bunch, because I bought one and I'm on three now and I'm trying to figure out how to afford or what to sell the. So you need 12, 12 times yeah, three fifty it, plus your a discount. Yeah, just, it hurts. Uh, yeah. It hurts. I'm yeah, trying to figure know. it out. The family's yeah. not going to like that. One other one I wanted to talk about uh, was. Um, you know, a few years back, Abu Garcia kind of blew everybody's mind with a, uh, with a 10 speed reel, you know, like getting the rocket. insane. Yeah. yeah rocket. rocket, bud. And, and it was a spendy, it was a spendy reel. It was $300 reel. It kind of eliminated a lot of that general bass market because of the price of it. Um, but you know, it, if you're into that excessive amount of speed, if you're a buzz bait angler, if you flip and you use a Take rod that slack you, up quick. Yep. Yeah. yeah yep. yep. It, it's, you know, there's obviously an argument for all you bass heads out there that are watching this, that know what I'm talking about, that that much speed lose power, you lose power and it, and, and your hardcore Hear flippers, your, a lot of your California flippers all go, but went back down to seven, one to one. Cause they want the torque versus the speed. Well, that's because in the U S we as anglers would set the hook keep that rod, that fish pinned up and that, that rod in that high stick position and, and just crank on that fish as hard as we could. Whereas you'd look at these Japanese anglers like Takahiro Mori or guys like that, that will actually pump the rod and actually fight the fish with the rod. And they just want that speed of that reel to keep that fish pinned up. Um, but there's also baits like a buzz bait, like I spoke about earlier, or even Takahiro that, uses a fast reel for everything. He everything, uses the fast yep. Iowa, like a yep, nine he, to one Iowa or something. You got it. You got it. And Crankbaits then, uh, even, too. Even Air Martins was saying if he could have ran nines and even Shimano's and some of the stuff he was running, he would, and he would just slow himself down. He had the ability, but Aaron's a wizard. We all know yeah. that he can slow himself down. He, that he cranks with it. He cranks with an eight now. Yeah, exactly. So, if you're into speed, right, and and, uh, and and durability and price point are a factor to you, which let's face it, price point is probably a factor to most of all of us. Sure, absolutely. Um, uh, 
this little gem here. This is a Revo STX rocket. Uh, so Abu came out with this and it comes in at like a, it's like $20 more than a regular SX. I think it's like a 170 price point, 169 or 179. 179, point. I believe those yeah, are. Yep. Yeah. Um, and this is a nine Oh to one. So the things are just a ripper speed. It's a solid the, reel too. Yeah. But the Paul, yeah, you got it. The word on the street is this thing is actually a, a little tank. It, it is hold a up tank. to some abuse. Um, so if you're, if you're looking for a buzz bait reel, if you're looking for a reel to flip frog, anything that you think, and especially if you're a big, strong dude and you, you just, you could just winch on anything and you think speeds <laughs> to your advantage, this thing's definitely not something to overlook because it's not coming at that super high price point. And like Connor from Outcast would do good yeah, with that. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Con- yeah, I big think old Sam hand- Squanch. Just I think he just sets the hook and just hand lands everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 but uh, but uh, this this thing's a little gem uh, if you're looking to get a good deal on a reel that's super fast. Um, next up, I'm gonna go into a little. Uh, jdm bait here. Yeah, omnia has this, those now sorry the the to interrupt you. yeah the yep, stx yep. rocket S- you have STX those and rockets. the diowa yep yep and the zillions are inside zillions have been sought after all year they've been really hard to come. we've been getting like seven or eight at a time and they go within a minute of us putting them in the inventory how many you got so right we've now got, uh we've probably 40 or 50 of them wow so does fighter know did he i'm surprised he didn't go buy them all Shh, don't say nothing unreal. yet man. i'm gonna get unreal yeah, yeah kids sure got again I'll get a text after this, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but this little thing, and this is going to be hard to kind of explain, but this is a little teeny football jig. That's a little finesse goblin. Yeah. 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 Hey, hold that the other way. Show me the eye of that. Like, yeah, I want to see the head uh, in the eye. So the, the head's right there. Oh, Um, okay. And then this is, it doesn't have a brush guard. Uh, It's got one of those skirts. that's kind of got little bubbles into it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, the hook keeper or the bait keeper, I should say, sorry, on this is is a hand tied wire really keeper on it. What's that um, like a little two watt on that thing? Yeah, I would be, I'd probably say you're right. It, it's it's in the two watt class, maybe a three watt. Um, but it's uh, this is from our friends at Nishini Lure Works. So Hiroshi on Nishini. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they, yeah. they make that uh, that crankbait too. Yeah, yeah, they make the Chippewa crankbait. Yeah, bait and, yeah, and uh, and the Erie jerkbait. He he's this guy's a master lure builder. He's built a bunch of crazy stuff, but this thing is an absolute little devastator in like your Great Lakes fisheries, rivers, anywhere you obviously don't need a brush guard. Um, but drift fishermen stuff like that. But if you're looking for something to put it like a TRD on, a little finesse craw, something like that. Ooh, this that new thing, Ber- that new Berkeley little general. Yeah, exactly. Wow. The little general. That, that's a killer little little gem to put on the back of this thing. And the colors in them are trick. Um, What's that I, weigh? A uh, half ounce is all he's got in it right really? now. Really? So but that's pretty compact, bud. Yeah, no, it's tiny. I, I, I don't even think it, you know, when I took it out of the package, I was like, this is both a long spinning rod guy, a drift fisherman, or a bait caster guy like myself, I try and get away with spinning rod tackle. Is that a, is that lead or the, uh... it's lead? It's lead. It's got to be, and I like that about it, honestly, the, yeah, uh, because too. it gives that head enough width that if you're fishing rocky, uh, snaggy stuff, you're not going to lose a bunch Dude, of these. Get, so. Hey, Andy, Andy, get this. You see, you can see that on your monitor, obviously, right? What Pete has there, is that not a Saint Clair dragger or what? Oh my gosh. 
This thing is. Uh, yeah, don't tell. I can tell you. I can tell you this much. There's there's guys that win a lot of money uh, in the for anywhere from the St. Lawrence through the Great Lakes basins, all that stuff uh, that are named tournament anglers that have wiped us out on these twice already. That the point where I, I have enough now that we can talk about it, but because uh, the season's kind of coming to a close. But how many colors uh, are those? Are do, do there's only four those? colors in it right now. You got all the colors. I got them all. Got them half all ounce. Socks. Yep. Yep. Okay. If, if you're, right, let's not talk about you, those anymore. Next. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 Pete's bringing out the good. Good. Yeah. Next up is, uh, is one, uh, uh, Billy strings was just talking about it. Uh-oh. You were just talking about it. Uh-oh. Um, the, probably that I, I would call it the new Sanko of the world, the chatterbait, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, you know, every bass fisherman in the world had to buy Sankos for a long time. And now we all buy chatterbaits and it's become like a confidence lure for anglers, no matter where you are, where largemouth bass live, uh, chatterbaits have become a thing so we got a shipment now this one i have to do with a caveat is we put them in yesterday and they're about three quarters gone (laughs) really so if any of your listeners want any and try some uh right now hold that up hold it up Uh, this is the this is the big this is the big blow you got those yeah yeah so this is brian thrift oh i want uh, that yeah what's that so way I, what's that one way this one's three quarter yeah they um, gotta be they gotta be at least three quarter or five eighths i was what just size gonna, do those come in uh they come in half three quarter or five sorry half five eighths and three quarter um to your point pat you just nailed it uh a lot myself when i took it out of the, the open the boxes and they showed up i went what the hell you know like five eighths and three quarter like why are they all so giant uh any everybody's fish these because that blade's so big and it gives it so much lift fishing a three quarter. And this is like fishing the half ounce version from a jackhammer. Yeah. That's because a, that blade's so big, dude. So, that's a sneak, sneak bait. That yeah, it is. Um, gosh, I mean, it's a, it's a variation of a buddy of ours blade that he's been selling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, and it, and it, it rhymes with H I J K elemental K J Queens blade. Yeah, but yeah. it's <laughs> but that big blade is a sneaky deal, dude. It is. Brian Thrift for a long time had been throwing a chatterbait and cash and check. Brian Thrift crashes checks everywhere, as you guys know. Oh, of course. Uh, on everything. Uh, but that's he's been putting a big giant blade on a chatterbait for a long time. And so he was really the one who pushed Z-Man to do it in a production model. So uh, these did come in, like I said yesterday, when you go on the site, don't chew me out. They got eviscerated pretty fast, but there is quite a bit of three quarter and five ace left and a bunch of different colors. Um, you know, what's good one. behind that big blade, the skeet, uh, the, the, the skeet spunker. Yeah. The spunker. Yeah. Funny story, uh, with, with our friend Seth on, uh, last Friday when me and him went fishing, I I got my five pounder on the spunk shed. Did you really? Yes, I did. What'd yeah. he say? Uh, nothing. He just he looked at me and said, "That's four pounds," and it really was five. But he just said it was four just to make me feel. <laughs> but and then did he um, make you feel like crap that the spunk shed <laughs> was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fighter? Then he said, "Then he said you would have caught a bigger one if you weren't using that." But, uh, now, uh, uh, next up. I got wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I kind of cut you off for a second. Yeah. But you were about no to worries. say about the big blade. You have those now. 
Yep. And you got plenty of them in, in no, we, we got a limited amount left. So oh. I'm just letting straight cast listeners know. Uh, I think, I mean, this is a rumor that we're hearing in the industry and I wanted to bring it up tonight. Made me think of that bay that skirts are going to be a real issue next year. There's, really? there's a lot of, yeah, there's a, because the, of the, the chips in the cars. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, there's uh, two of the countries that manufacture, all of the silicone skirting material that we use in a lot of production lures are, are really, really behind. So if you're after skirted baits um, this fall, it's going to be critical to get your hands on some, unless that changes. We hopefully in the next few months, things square Stock up. up. It, it's uh I'm not saying that to be salesy. About no, no, it, I uh, get it, dude. I'm, I got, I'm Hey, we got stuck last time. We're not going to let this yeah, happen yeah, again yeah, as fishermen. Yeah. If the product's Trust, there, we're buying it. I don't care. Me. That's why God invented second more yeah, days. I yeah, don't, third, you know what I mean? I don't know. What yeah. To say. The 30, 40, 50, whatever we got left on the site right now, <laughs> I grab them. And you got you the three quarters. I mean. yeah. You got yeah, the three yeah, quarters. Three quarters and five eighths. And we do have a few halves left too. So you got the five eighths um, too. How, what colors you got, Pete? You got how many colors? We've got every color they make. And you it. got they green pumpkin in one. that crystal shad. Green one. pumpkin. So they six, have, like uh, six of each of those I want. Clear, clear water no, shad. No, just the five eighths. Give me uh, six of the mm-hmm. five eighths in, uh, in the crystal clear water shad. shad. Clear water shad mm-hmm. and green yeah. pumpkin. Thank you. Got Thank it. you. Okay. So next. the next up I was going to talk about, it's fall. Um, You've seen a lot of guys out there doing uh, some big bass fishing. I'm talking targeting those big ones. As the water temps cool, the swim baiters start going out and start throwing the glides and the big baits and stuff. Um, something that was hard to get a lot this summer was the mag draft from Mega Bass. Uh, this is the eight inch model. Yikes. Here. Yeah. Um, the gym yeah. shoe, bud. Not honestly, I, I've had like, 10 times the success with the six inch version of, than I've had with this, but we're just coming into this season right now where the eight inch is playing. Um, Big I, swim bait, I, small tongue. Yeah. I, I just thought of this today because we'd been sitting on eight inches for about a month really well in inventory. You're a lucky guy. And, just, and we just started watching them go, 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 go. So um, obviously this bite's starting to go. If you're not somebody who wants to buy a, uh, $75 glide bait. Uh, and you, you know, you just want to have a big bait to chuck and a big fish spot or something. This is a great option for you that are not into dropping huge dollars. I mean, these are still expensive. They're in that $20 range, but dude, it's an amazing, it's, it's a proven bait. Yeah, it is. Let's let's be real. If you got a big fish hole, it's worth grabbing one and trying it. So, um, why not? Next up is another, doesn't sound like it, uh, but this is the S waiver uh, in the 200 size. This is a three and a half ounce bait. It's a Yikes. big glide bait. Um, but this one is, there's an argument out there in all the swim bait forums and events of swim bait, swim bait nerds out there uh, that this is the best bang for your buck one out there without really? dropping that depths money, mega bass, one of the super high buck ones, um, gang craft, all that. You can get into one of these for like 45 bucks. Um, it's not cheap. 25 pound fluorocarbon, a big rod. And uh, if you, like I said, once again, if you got a big fish hole and you want to get into glide bait fishing and see if you build confidence in it before you drop dumb money on glide baits, try one of these. Dude, sites. yeah. Like guys like obviously uh, like Carl, um, yeah, Brandon. Exactly. They, yep. uh, even if they're fun fishing, it's just a thing they do. You exactly. know what I mean? Yep. It, it's, uh, it's a big bite. 
bait. Hey, do you in regards to those glide baits? Like, okay, yeah. that's a three ounce bait. Yeah. Um, do you do you have to upsize the reel? I mean, does that is that a hundred percent necessary? Um, I the first time I actually threw a glide, I didn't even own a big reel. I was throwing it on. I don't remember. I was a normal size, I think, to Tula bait caster that I had 20 pound floor on. Um, I didn't, I, I could fish the bait. I could land any fish that I hooked. I didn't hook a fish that day, but I would bet you I could have landed a fish. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I've caught fish on a glide bait with a normal size reel that I, that, that I can remember. Um, nothing overly size. And reels Where have come a long way. I mean, they have. But what I want to tell you about is, is if you get into glide bait fishing the reason why it's just like a cranker would buy a crankbait rod yeah and not just use the seven foot medium that he's got in his boat that he uses for four other things too is because one when you want to really use the right proper lines for it whether it is the big game berkeley stuff or the copolymers and the 25 pound tests or the big fluorocarbons those bigger spools and those bigger reels manage that line way better um you you do have more torque because with those glide baits, the biggest misconception is, is that you fight them like a crankbait fish where you kind of play them out and get them back to the boat. Let them do you're a just couple going. circles. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, get it in the boat. It's straight. It's, it's straight torque them in. Yeah. yeah it's, it's skiing it, them. Skiing them. At three, at three and a half ounces, if that fish jumps around twice and throws his head around, yeah, you're, done. That you're, done. you're, you're away. 100% so done. You're done. You're done. You're 100%. So he's coming back. So you get Zaldaned. Yep. You do really need to know that, uh, that if you're going to do this, uh, if you're going to commit to big bait fishing, there's a reason why those guys run a big bait reel. It's the same way I keep arguing with crankbait fishermen. Why would you run a glass rod? There's a reason why. Well, I know about the rods and I, I'm I'm just curious. Like, so what's the reel? What's the ideal glide bait Uh, reel? Like a uh, Shimano makes the tranks. uh, Oh, that big. uh, yeah, Abu Garcia's got the Beast, uh, Beast Revo yeah, Beast. Toro, yeah, um, 50, yep, 60s. Uh, Daiwa's got like the HD Zillions or the 300 Tatulas. You do want a spool that'll, that is built for 25-pound test monofilaments and fluorocarbons plus. Um, and bigger handles. Uh, as we were talking about before, those high-speed reels, that bigger handle, like a hundred millimeter plus, And that's really, I would recommend if you're going to run a regular reel, buy an aftermarket handle. Abu is probably the easiest to do that with. They're really inexpensive. Oh yeah. Buy a hundred millimeter handle that gives you that extra torque. A hundred millimeter handle will give you more power than any gear. It's amazing what that does, isn't it? For for a long time, people were in that 90, 85s even a lot of japanese reels are even in that 85 they're they're smaller but they're into speed they're not into power and efficiency that small hands smell like cabbage when you yeah when you get to that 100 millimeter handle plus and a lot of those big swim bait reels actually have like a 125 they're really big um you're using your arm and not your wrist you're using your elbow and your arm to turn the handle you're not using your just your little wrist here's a little uh, a little tip uh pete that yeah there's if you want a cool place to like get cool aftermarket handles, yeah. Um, eBay and Amazon, yeah, absolutely. Like they're, they're a ton they're of cool they're, stuff. Yep, they are for cheap. Uh, the man, yep the the manufacturers themselves, Abu Garcia, Daiwa. I don't know Shimano to be completely honest. Do sell aftermarket handles right on their website. They're going to be hard to come. They're by different this year, threading. So, yeah, yeah. To be to be 
to Pat's point, you'd be better off hunting them down on the secondary market on Amazon or eBay, uh, finding a cool tackle retailer that, that sells that kind of stuff is going to be another option. But on the note of the big baits though, I wanted to touch on Ichikawa's two square bills. Ooh, I've talked about favorites. these on here before. Yes. yes. Um, uh, this is the Kong shad and the five and the, and Oh, you the got 10. the five now. Yeah. We have the five and the 10. Okay. Um, I I've touched on these before. These are Rick Clunes, Ichikawa Kong shads. Amazing. It's a big baits. oversized square bill. They're with plugs. Ichikawa hooks on them. Um, but in that depth range of five to 10, but we're in that season right now. Right. We got fish pushing up to sh- whatever shad. shallow covers. Remember, uh, whatever shallow covers remaining, they're pushing up to that. Those water temps are dropping and, and a bigger presentation will, will pay off for you. Um, switching to that bigger size square bill is key. Um, these, we had a hard time keeping two or three of the colors in stock most of the year. Uh, the big shad colors we were okay on, but like the craw patterns and some of the whites and chartreuse black backs, that kind of the famous dirty water colors, all that stuff have been hard to come by. We've got both color or both sizes or both depth ranges, five and 10 and all the colors in stock right now. Nice. So it's fall. If you want a big square bill to target those bigger fish, these are good ones to grab. I've enjoyed Um, success on those baits personally. And those Ichikawa hooks are amazing. Here's, Here's the thing that I, I figured out with it, or I, I got a little assistance from Mr. Ichikawa himself. And yes. I was losing some fish on those on those lures. Um, and the problem was, like, for example, um, I was out on Lake X in Kentucky with, with Matthew and Seth, and, and yep. like, I may have lost the biggest bass I've had hooked in the longest time. And it wasn't the plug's fault, but, of course, I blame the plug. But it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> but, we all do. So we all do. Yeah. I, 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 I get to fishing it more and figuring things out, and I adjust my tackle and, and things accordingly. But, Pete, you actually answered or, or, or put the puzzle together earlier unknowingly. With an, a plug that size, that plug weighs an ounce and an eighth. Yep. Okay? It's a big plug. You're going to hurt at the end of the day. But you don't. I'm throwing it on a seven six, heavy alpha rebound, yeah, and, and a Japanese um uh reel the uh, uh the uh, Revo. Uh, gosh dang it! What's the name of those Japanese ones I'm using right now? Roxani. God, I couldn't even think of it. Yeah. Now here's the problem. I was fighting it traditionally. Yeah. I would when you ski them and torque them and flop them. Yep. That's the deal. The big hooks on those baits, the ounce and an eighth. You got to scheme and you can't let them jump. You keep them coming like a glider or a yeah. swim. Yeah, that's the deal, yeah. bud. Yeah, that's the deal on those. That, that is, and hence the bigger reel, bigger rods, all that good stuff. Plug, it is, it's yep, it good plug, man. It's a good plug. It's it's a it's a big fish getter. Um, but the depressing part of this time of year is, uh, you know, I, I, I was talking to some anglers about this earlier today. You get your anglers that absolutely live for that fall bite the fall bite, the fall transition, the fall bite time. spring and fall. Um, and then there's anglers like me that say half the time, like, are you insane? Like, this is not that cool. Like it was way cooler in the spring when they're dumb and they just choked on everything. And you made the same cast 15 <laughs> times, you got 15 fish. <laughs> you think it's cool for me to just fish all day long and not know if I'm going to catch a fish, but I do get a big one every once in a while. Um, uh, the fall transition can be difficult for some. And sometimes 
actually getting a little bit more finesse and something we saw this year win tournaments. We saw it last year playing some tournaments uh, was those Fritz sides. Um, and for us, for Omnia, we were new in our new relationship with pure fishing. We had a hard time getting those in and the, the kind of story behind that Fritz side with David Fritz and his plug was uh, you know, this is a hybrid style crankbait where it's sure is everything that you want in a cold water crankbait with still the ability to be fished in warm water situations all year four season yeah crank. yeah this is legitimately a killer crankbait in four seasons and i have kind of thought all my friends were nuts including john cox who i watched open the package and win a tournament on one of these things because <laughs> uh, i threw it a bunch this summer because my friends all told me like this thing's a deal this thing's a deal and i didn't do as well with it as my friends were doing this fall i've started to find a newfound love for this thing and they make the fritz side five which is the normal size here but they also now have the biggin size i like the biggin same depth yeah me too and this fall so far this has become my new favorite search bait um 100 even even when it's really cold in the morning and my water temp's still technically dropping i'm not getting a rise in it yet it hasn't warmed up for the day all that uh this thing seems to get bit really well. Um, I think for your fall anglers and do you winter anglers that don't want to throw like a shad wrap on a spinning rod or wait with a jerk bait 10 seconds between each jerk. Uh, this is going to be, I think this thing's going to have a great story for itself as a really late dude. It's late already fall, a historical. Crankbait. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it, Dude, it's one of the most effective plugs I've seen yeah, in the history yeah. of crankbaits. And I know and we it, just got done talking about how cool the clone plug was. Yeah, yeah. That deal is historical right Well, there. that's the thing that I wanted to point that one out because, like, where the clone ones, like, where me and Seth went for some low-hanging fruit on a big giant bass, right? I'm going to throw that clone plug. I'm there for a reason. I'm not there to win a tournament, catch a whole bunch of bass that day try and be cool with an Instagram photo with a bunch of fish. Yeah. You're there, there for the to, Magnum. Uh, yeah. You got it. I was there for a big yep. dinosaur. That's yep. what we were there for. I'm throwing that clone plug. Uh, I, that Fritz side, what I'm saying about that thing, that big one, that is they're coming into stock. We've got lots of colors, lots of inventory in it. Um, I think that's going to be a confidence plug for somebody. For example, if I go down South and I'm on a, big reservoir i'm going to cover a ton of water with that thing as i drive around Dude. and know that i'm going to get bites and figure out a pattern in those fish and locations so check out those frit sides we got a bunch right now good time of year to stock up you got the fives and you, the biggins yep we got every size you got ampm mini market radon chong we got them all you got tan mom we got tan mom good man got them all. those are good uh and last but not least another berkeley one but once again, I'm not a huge fall guy. I, I hate slowing down. I hate getting Do you remember the, the TV show, out. The Fall Guy? Had the $6 million man I don't. in it. I'll tell you about no. it sometime. <laughs> Lee Majors. Uh, but uh, the war pig. He got pig the Bang Farrah Fawcett. Anyway. The war pig. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. love the war pig. Uh, the reason why I pointed out this lipless crankbait was, is um, I, you know, we do the braid loop trick on blade baits and fish them on a spinning rod and all that. Yeah. And yeah. I told you, I like to try and get away with the bait caster and fish it straight up and down that style, that blade bait style. Of yeah. Bait caster we talked about that last time. Yeah. But I, I lose them a lot. You gave me some tips on some ways to try and land some this year with some uh, mono and a, and a glass rod. Um, but I 
have been on the quest for a while for some liplesses that fall similar to a blade bait yep. and I can hit and cover and they'll, they'll fall in that nose down direction. Uh, the Jackal TNs are awesome, but they're expensive and they're yep. hard to come by. If you're looking for one that does that same thing, that's not that expensive and not that hard to come by, try these war pigs. If you're, if you're fishing cold, cold water and you want to try fishing that blade bait style on a bait caster straight up and down that yo-yo technique on some cover oh, down there. It's so good. Try, try this thing. There's uh, five sizes of those now. You yeah. Know that? Yeah. They're, yeah, there's a bunch of these, and uh, this one here I grabbed is a half ounce, um, but these things fall awesome, and they they shimmy Dude. hard, and the head hits down, and they follow the hooks up, uh, so you can hit the bottom of this thing and yo-yo it good, and not snag up all the time. So. Dude, they're very they're very snag free. They're easy. They're they're very fishable friendly. If that makes yeah. if that makes sense. Now, do you guys have every size of them, Pete, or where you at? We have. Uh, I think we have the three eighths up to three quarter right now. Three eighths. So the maybe. Do you have the quarter? Uh, I don't think we have that small. So or wait, the do they make a three eighths? They make. Are you? Are you? It, it might be a quarter. I think a it goes ounce. quarter yeah. half, and then and then three quarter, three yeah. quarter, yep. then ounce, yep. and then there's one smaller. Then the quarter now. I can't think of the exact size, but each one yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little clue you in on a little something something here. Each one of those war pigs weigh more than they actually I was tell you I do on the this, pack. This half ounce right here, the rattles in it feel like tungsten weights. They feel heavy as hell. The the so. and the quarter weighs a little more than a quarter, maybe like a five sixteenths. I know it doesn't sound a lot or, or closer to three eighths, whatever, but that quarter War pig to me is is my confidence cold water bait. Like, is it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like in the little rivers and stuff. And I I use it even in the shallow water, Pete. In that four, yeah. you know that it's actually deep water. The four foot. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> where you do that little pump, you know, yeah. like on the channel on the pad edges and stuff. You know, or mm -hmm. the old where the pads are dead now, but on the you know on the river channel where the pads come off the flats, that little pump, man, they'll just they'll just slow bite it. It's yeah. it's nice. Or you feel a little tick like a jig, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like I said, uh, th those are some just tactics that I think are coming into play right now. Um, and obviously then over the next couple of months, but like I said, get, get, take advantage of the fact that you're seeing any of your retailers. If you shop with, even if you don't shop with Omnia, if you're seeing stuff that you fish a lot, that was hard to get all summer, uh, jump on it it's uh it, it could be a bumpy spring get it while well, you can at omnia yep. fishing right yeah absolutely so we're we here got, to help we got to we got a couple little bit of business to take care of with you All first right. pete we got to give away a couple things and um also um i got a couple i had a couple questions that i didn't get to billy strings and i'm gonna just have pretend you're billy strings and ask okay you the questions. cool yep so um billy in bass fishing we don't have many groupies uh, tell me about the groupie groupies in uh, in bluegrass music. Uh, I I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I had more knowledge of the bluegrass <laughs> world to really answer that accurately. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna plead the fifth on this one. The FIF. Uh, Have you ever thrown but, a television set out a hotel window? I uh, probably Pete? did actually. That actually, I can say, <laughs> I probably did. 
Yeah. Uh, You're yeah. awesome, dude. <laughs> hey, uh, you want to give away a uh, a tin cup uh, fun box? Compliments of Luke Foley and tin cup whiskey. And also, uh, and I'm, oh, look at you. Look at you. Uh, I support those who support me. And no, thank I, you, Mr. Luke yes, Foley. I, Foley's a good dude. He's a good yep. dude. And we, uh, he is. do I have, I got the winner's change. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, are you on the phone, Pete? Are you on your phone or on a computer? I am on the computer, bud. Oh, good. I'm going to text you the names since we're, okay. su we're super professional. Watch how I do Yeah. That. Watch how I do this. This is, this is high tech, bud. Yeah. I am going to, uh, how do I do this? Reply? No. Let's, uh, oh, let's copy this. And then I'm going to, I'll just put it to, I, I'm just walking through everyone and what I'm doing on my text right now. Uh, Pistol Pete. Should I give your number out? One seven six. Oh, sorry. Um, and then, <laughs> if you guys need anything, call Pete direct. Uh, okay, there are the winners. Now, Pete, we're gonna give you fanfare. You have both the tin cup and yep. the uh, Omnia. Omnia. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what do you want? You want like Ginge? What do you got for him? You got something worked up? Oh, okay. Yo, I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Give him some. Give him some stuff, Mitro. Here, 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 here. It's Pistol Polish Pete Priz Piora with the winner of the Stray Cast Contest tonight. Our tin cup winner tonight is Charles Curtis. Charles Curtis. You are the tin cup winner tonight. All you have to do is direct message the uh, Stray Cast uh, uh, Facebook page uh, attention, Jake Haas. And uh, Jake will get you lined up with the Whiskey Gypsy. And Charles, remember, it's always best to share. Aha. Well, I like what you mm -hmm. did there. See that? Bumping. And, and then our Omnia winner is hold on, my phone went dead. Uh-oh. It is Sloan Gaines. Sloan Gaines. Sloan Gaines. That's a cool name. It is a really cool name. And then I wish my name was Sloan Gaines sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Me too. He won the Omnia I've... 50 bone card. He did, or she did, whoever Sloan, or Sloan Gaines Yeah, is. Sloan could yeah. be. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know. Sloan Either way, Gaines is lucky. S Sloan Gaines sounds like somebody you don't want to owe money to. Yeah, that's a knuckle like, buster. Like hey. Sloan Gaines is coming after you. Yeah, that's it. And Jimmy the Fish, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Billy Strings, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty awesome. All you got to do again, um, Sloan is uh, Sloan. Is uh, direct message the uh, the straight cast book face page and boom uh, we're gonna send you out the uh, the or get them an Omnia code. Should we give out uh, Brad's home number? Yes, let's give out Brad's home number for sure. <laughs> Congratulations on your uh, marriage, Brad. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but go for it. I just did. <laughs> yep. Congratulations to him. You want to close the show with me, Pete? Sure, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, I'll go. Like if I forget sponsors or something, you know, I'm a knucklehead. You know, you know. Just, just tell me. Just tell me. Let's, okay. Uh, let's uh, work. Ginge, what do you want? Let's. Oh, I like it. Oh, it's kind of new. Yeah, it's kind of surfy, but dusty. You know, it's dusty. You know what I mean? Sloan Gaines. Yes, Sloan Gaines. Thank you, uh, Crestliner Boats, for keeping yeah. us afloat. You like Crestliner? You've been in some Crestliner. I'm impressed by Crestliner. Fighters got some Crestliners now for ducking. Yes, proper ducking. Yeah. yeah. The uh, hey, thank you, uh, Omnia Fishing. You ever heard of them, Pete? I have. Yeah, they're all right. They're pretty cool. They're yep. actually becoming uh, quickly the premier source 
for fast shipment in the Basque Galaxy. On hand, ship now. That's happening at Omnia. Uh, thank you, 10 Cup Whiskey, for your giveaway tonight. We appreciate all of your support, of course, to Luke Foley and, uh, and all the good stuff. And David Vidner's got a single coming out, 10 Cup Dave. Friday, his single's coming out. He's a musician. Hey, power pull. You know what? Dude, I power pull down for pleasure. You know what I mean? Because I when too. I power pull down, that means the good stuff's going on. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that the good's happening when I'm power pulling down. Hey, here's an analogy I made the other day when I was out fishing with the ninja. Anytime I wear Sims clothes, I feel like a Jedi. Like the the the, the material and stuff, like this one right here, like these ones that got on now, they, they feel like I feel like Han Solo. Or, or, or Luke Skywalker would wear these. You know what I mean? That's why I like the Sims clothes. Have you ever felt that feeling? Pete? Me? Yeah. With Sims? Yeah. I, I love Sims stuff. Yeah, it says you feel like a bass Jedi in Sims, right? Yeah, That absolutely. should be their new slogan. I'm Colin Patterson. You're like a right. bass Jedi in Sims. Yeah. Um, hey, TH Marine, I love Atlas Jack plates. They've changed my life. I'm not going to kid you. THMarineSupplies.com. Check them out. Empire covers, bass boat covers for under 200 bucks. Put in code StrayCast60. Get you some money off. Half a spot official. Big Derb coming up. We're going to Gunnersville. We'll see you guys out at Gunnersville. Congratulations to all the winners of the half a spot official. Download the app. Uh, Abu Garcia and Berkeley, of course. Uh, Alpha Angler. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like my Miss, alphas. I like my alphas. Mr. Uh, Palinick. Yes, sir. Mr. Palinick's babies. Uh, Ichikawa Hooks. We talked about the Ichikawa brand of the Rick Clun crankbaits and the hooks. Uh, yep. Thank you, Line and Lure family. Thank you, Outcast Tackle. Thank you, Bravarni. Thank you, War Eagle. Thank you, Amphibia, for throwing shade at us. Bite me. Our choice of Terminal Tackle and Dakota Lithium. Hey, it's been an amazing show with Billy Strings. An America's sweetheart, Polish Pete Presbyter. <laughs> America's tackle sweetheart. <laughs> You're, you are quickly becoming like the Ryan Seacrest of tackle. You know what well, I mean? I, I hope that's good. Yeah, no, that's really that's good. good. No, I'm the okay, Ryan good. Seacrest of bass fishing talk shows, and you're the mm. Ryan Seacrest of tackle. Right on. We're a good right. combination. Uh, we are. I like are. having you on, Pete. I do. I like, I like seeing you guys. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's fun. and and every. But I'm sick of people like, well, why wasn't Pete on this week? Like, I got, every week I got to have this guy Pete on? What's wrong with you, Pete? <laughs> 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 Pete, best of luck to you. Enjoy the rest of the fishing season. I know it's going to get good there in Minnesota. And everybody go to OmniaFishing.com. Hey, Bass Galaxy, uh, we're off next week. We may have a best of, and then we're back the following uh, with an NPFL special. A uh, whole yeah. bunch of peeps on, so that should be cool. And uh, I'm Pat Renwick, and uh, I enjoyed your company tonight, Bass Galaxy, immensely. Peace. I'm out of here. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!